Okay, cool. Hi, I'm Sparks Witty, and welcome to the 252nd episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast, where we're going to tell you to not have a good read, have a great read. Ooh. We're here to talk about Free Guy. I cannot. As a review, and of course, they call this enemy. Uh, I am joined by Ben Magnet. That is me. I'm on this side of the table this time. Yes. Uh, audio listeners. Still on my right, as always. Yeah. Uh, and then further on my right is Ryan Eliopoulos. Hey, it's me. I'm here. What's up? That's awesome. <laughs> and last at the end, there is Brandon T. McClure. Hi. Desperately trying not to laugh. I, I don't have anything to laugh about right now. Well, fair enough. Five yeah. minutes previous. <laughs> Five minutes <laughs> previous. Hi, guys. It's been hey. a day. It's been a podcasting day with you know these what? gents. You it know, has been a podcasting day. You know what today reminds me of back before the pandemic when we used to get together on one day and do 40 things. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It was nice. I'm glad we got to do it again. I kind of missed those days, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, Just it was making nice content with you guys. It was a nice day. This this day was full of content. This week was full of content. Lots, lots of awesome. c- content. It was. We're developers. We're creators. Thank you for reminding me that we have links in the description. You're so <sighs> welcome. That's what I was doing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Great. Just look at Sparks, making sure we segue into that whole thing. 100% planned. That's all true. There are two fake nerd watches in the description below. Oh, snap. There oh, is two. Wow. What if episodes one and two? Technically, you want to say three if you want to get yeah, crazy. I guess so. Mm, yeah. uh, episode ones and two, one, one and two. And then Star Trek Lower Decks. Episode one that I did with Downright Nerdy. Season two. Episode one. For those of you keeping score. Yes. Yeah, season two. Episode one. Um, we do talk about season one as a whole, uh, but yeah, a downright, downright nerdy uh, Michael Carls. He joins me for that one. We just recorded a new one with Cookie from Just a Little Podcast. Woo! It's awesome. Um, so that'll be going up this week. Um, but yeah, so what, what What if we talk about the first two episodes? Um, we kind of lump them together like we used to do for Mandalorian. Um, Woo! And then Ben. Yeah. You have a thing. I do have a thing. <gasps> it's Base America Posme where I sit down and talk with my good friend Cindy Jacks. Are uh, pretty much just like almost every baseball arcade. We totally go off the rails and we tangent, but the main air quotes <coughs> here topic is she, is us writing about uh, video games because she is also a video game blogger, and her website is grownupgamergirlgot.com. Go check that out. It's an awesome website. Actually, find out I'm in one of the articles because like what you two did before, I got into Fortnite. Ooh, nice. Oh. Mm-hmm. Getting them cool. all. Anyone who's not already on the t- on the hook. Uh, yep. He's <laughs> staring at me. Not, um, yo, man, uh, Superman didn't work. Like, you want to play as Superman? Alan Grant might be like the last hope, but I think he's over. <laughs> uh, and then Ryan. Hey. Uh, oh, by the way, Base Runner K Pause menu is audio and video. Yeah. Uh, both are up and both are linked below, uh, for you audio listeners. And, uh, Ryan, you have a downright annoyed. Hey, hey, hey. With movies. Yeah, we talked about last Action Hero. That's that 1993. Uh, some call it a classic. <coughs> uh, I think it's really fun. I would call it a classic. Yeah, I think it's a I lot of it. I think it's really good. I think it actually ages really well because um, I looked it up. Like, that movie didn't do very well. It also came out, like, the, the week after Jurassic Park came out. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was fighting the studio to try to get the movie away from Jurassic Park because he knew the movie wouldn't make money and he believed in it. And it turns out the movie bombed because it came out a week after Jurassic Park. Mm. Uh, that's Just a movie. Like Battleship. Uh, we're going to talk about a movie, Free Guy. This movie has a lot in common with Free Guy. It's if you can call it uh, Free Guy zero point one or whatever. Um, you know, and I had a really good time talking about it. Check yeah. it out. So that'll be linked below. Uh, and that's it. That's really it, all we put out this week. Yep, I did not have a link, so this is my last episode on the Fake Nerd Podcast. This is my farewell swan sad, song. Sad Hulk music. Here we are. I made a promise and I failed. <laughs> sure did. But you know what? House looks great. The house looks, looks great. Listen, I did chores. <laughs> great. The house looks great. 
uh, we'll have more coming up this week. Um, I, I I think uh, Ben is also working on a thing. Yeah, that might be up this week. Yeah, um, it's it's gonna be up this week. You just did a pause menu that you're really excited about. That should be up uh, soon. Holy shit! Yeah, I'll talk about the po- uh, episode of pause menu when it's my turn to talk about yeah. my week. And then uh, and um, there's a new Star Trek Lord. So yeah, so a lot of cool stuff coming up. And I will get another new episode of Conversation. Um, I did postpone it this week. Uh, sorry, Ben. Um, because Matt Damon. I. I've had a trying couple of weeks, and last week was the first week that I was allowed to just kind of be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh. I happy, happy, happy. <laughs> oh, I know that feeling, my friend. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm just gonna rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've done most of the edit. I just need to record my bits, uh, and then it'll be up this week on Thursday. I promise. Just, just please make sure. It's and up. if it's not up, I will leave the show. Oh, oh. who's gonna get the equipment then? Rock know. paper scissors. Uh, all right, that's all I got for the for the for the links. But who wants to uh, do their week? It's me. <laughs> hey guys, guess what? I play this game called Marvel's The Avengers, and this week we had a big old. This was a big Black Panther week, you guys. We got new episodes of Black Panther on What If, and we got the War for Wakanda expansion in Marvel's colon Avengers. There's not a colon. I just like to put colons there. Uh, guys, Black Panther plays real great. Um, Black Panther. Black Panther. These microphones are too good. Dosh, <laughs> gosh, dang it. Black Panther <laughs> plays very well. Um. If you play the game, you know everyone has like uh, uh, like light attacks, heavy attacks, and then they have their own like intrinsic abilities. Like you know, Hulk like gets more uh, armor, so he can take more damage. Thor has like the Odin Force. Tony Stark has all his weapons. Black Panther has his his suit and his vibranium uh, uh, like. Uh, uh, explosions, right? You know, when he connect, when he gets enough kinetic energy, uh, it goes off a big boom. So that's his special ability. You can do um, kind of like in Miles Morales, where you have like the Venom surf, where you can do normal abilities, and then you can like extra combo them with Venom stuff. Okay. Um, with Black Panther, you can do a combo and then hit the right trigger to use your vibrating thing, and it'll cause like a big explosion. Uh, so that's really cool. I like the mechanics a lot. Um, Wakanda itself's beautiful. It's really great to finally have new enemies. Um, Claw is fine. He's not the best villain. He's 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 not written very well, but the boss fight is very cool. Very cool, excuse me. Um, they did a lot of reworking of the UI and like the HUD and stuff like that to make it a little more easy to access and a little less ugly. So that game is is on the track. I keep hitting Ben's mic because I'm really vocal with my hands. I'm sorry about it. Uh, yeah. So Black Panther's fun. Um, there's like this uh, uh, vibranium, like corrupted vibranium event going on right now, and that's been fun to play as Iron Man and get like vibranium gear. Uh, so that game's a lot of fun. I'm sure I did some stuff with Sparks, but I can't remember any of it. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, I did a lot. Yeah, I I read a lot of Ghost Rider still. Um, really enjoying not just that character, just like a, the, the saga of Ghost Rider because it's a mantle that's passed down, you know, reading a bunch of different Ghost Rider characters. Um, just loving that character. Uh, legitimately might be, like, the most, like, aesthetically pleasing character in comics just like his look is just the coolest in comics and like even if the comic's bad you are always looking at a cool comic which is really great because sometimes you know you just have dudes in spandex and they don't look cool but at least ghost rider's a flame and skull man um i read kang number one that comic rules it did exactly what i thought it was going to do with kang and you know like uh uh, uh what's it called like uh streamline his origin story but like add some new cool stuff to it i think that book's really good check that out that book just come out or came out this week baby oh i got the peach momoko cover Ooh spicy god i'm so far behind on my books i'm scared to walk into the comic book right. store it's okay I've, that's why i read the number ones because all the ones that are like it's just no, i'm scared because my pull list is gonna be like this Ooh. so you should just go and buy them even if you're not gonna read them because then that's yeah. a week i, I should yeah. I, I dude i haven't been since july oh man that you're got a month it doesn't good. exist anymore i doubt i doubt they're pulling anymore <laughs> oh no not that i want to say uh i bet though you go in there your comic stack is going to be Less than my average, my weekly average. Oh, yeah. Probably. The last time I went in and I bought my books, I spent s- around 75 bucks on them. Oh, no, I mean the 
stack. The oh, the stack itself? Yeah, not yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not how much I spent. Right. I got a discount. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no way you can beat that. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> lucky ducky. Lucky bastard. Um, And I think pretty much everything else I did was Sparks. I watched Last Action Hero for uh, Downright Annoyed. Down right <coughs> movies or whatever. Um, I never remember the name of that thing. But Sparks, I'm sure we did. Oh, I know what we did. Um, we watched Titans. Yeah, that was gonna da, be the first da, thing I was da, gonna da, bring da, up too. Da, so da, da, let's da, talk da. about Titans. So, um, Sparks and I made the decision because uh, season three is coming out and there's a lot of new characters. Is out. Is out. Is coming out now. That yeah, it is out now. Um, and we're like, hey, we want we want to give it a shot because you know, like you know, Red Hood and Barbara Gordon and all these new characters. Like we want to give it a shot, but we got to get through season two. And at the point we were at, season two wasn't very good because you remember the monologue that we gave about how shitty that one episode was yes um the episodes after that terrible episode weren't as bad but they weren't great i think this the season two ended pretty mediocrely yep um i i I would call the remaining stuff we watched very meandering and mediocre yeah it just felt like like they just had no idea what to do with any of those characters um Uh, the resolution to like the slade story is beyond disappointing yeah yeah, um, and like I think that actor is really good, and I like that character. But like they just don't really. It just feels like they were meandering. Like we just had to wait to get to season three to do all the stuff we really wanted to do. Um, but now that we're at season three, I think episode one was pretty good. I think it is a vast improvement. The budget's much bigger. You can you can absolutely tell. You made a comparison of calling it like a like a web series. How yeah. Bad, so how seasons one and two. Uh, as we were finishing season two, I realized like it is a web series with a larger budget. The first two you know, seasons like those of like, Titans, those like rated I R Power Rangers. Right, yeah. I yeah. think the quality of the performances, the quality of the writing, all of it is like this is a web series. This is a web series with a big budget. Yeah. it's just as sloppy and haphazard as that can be. Yeah, and and there obviously like was a good stuff. Like, or else I don't think we would have watched it. But like, but but season three, episode one, like bigger budget. Like you can tell the HBO Max money's there. Um, uh, in new characters that I that I actually really like. Like I like. Tim Drake. Uh, Tim Drake's introduced, and he's and he's uh, he's a black Latino character, and I think that's real, or a black and uh, uh, Asian Asian character. And I think that's a really cool, really cool development for that character. I hope he sticks around. Um, yeah, I, I just I really like that first episode. I'm glad. I saw an Easter egg from that episode where they introduced the other quote unquote Robins. Yes. Yeah. Um, people have a problem with this take on Batman, but like. You can't have a problem with him now because he's been this way since the beginning of the show. Like this Batman is not the same Batman that we know. He's he's kind of a jerk. He's, he's a cold asshole. He's a cold asshole. Like he is very much the Kevin Conroy, um, like from the Elseworlds one, but like but before he got that old. Um, yeah, and I really like him. Like it's Ian Glenn from from Game of Thrones. So like he's rocking it, and like he has his, like his Boston accent. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we kept with it. Yeah, um, I like this first episode more. Um, I'm still like, mm, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, I heard something about the most recent episode that's made me go, I might end up dipping. We'll see. Uh oh. Yeah. Um, R- but we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I. Uh, it. I think the show would have been stronger if it started at the point that it's at. Um, because like now they actually feel like they're a team. And everything from the first two seasons, like the first season isn't, they're never a team in the first season. And the second season, they they spend so much time like breaking up the team after they briefly put it back together after they reveal that there used to be a Titans team. And we see some flashback stuff of that, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And now they're actually a functional team. Um, but it's really messy. And it's a show where you can tell like who they prioritize and who they don't. Yeah. And those who they don't like. It's real. Oh, we didn't talk about. Okay, so they kill a character at the end of season two, and I won't say who, but it's <laughs> real stupid. It, it's it's one of the it's worst. It's so stupid. Deaths. It's hard for me to deal. So with. like the big action scene happens, and like nobody dies, and two, then just two final boss fights happen, yeah. 
and then and then just an accident in the scene happens. Just like something falls down and kills a character. Oh, I heard about this one. Yeah, it's 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 so it's stupid. very stupid, and it's all the more stupid because that character, even in the episode, they're like, "Well, we're probably gonna find a way to revive him." Yeah, and she's on but the we poster. Do, but we do a <laughs> funeral and everything, and they're on the poster for this season. <laughs> so like, it was like really stupid writing for a stupid death. That I'm like, what is even the purpose of this? Yeah. Which I guess the purpose was to get Rachel out of the show for a while. Because <laughs> that's all I can think of, and why and it was useful. And she's the worst character anyway. So. She is. She's the worst yeah. character. Um, but, like, in, but like, Barbara Gordon's introduced, and I think, like, she's pretty cool. And, like, they're doing... Cool. And, like, the stuff with Red Hood, <coughs> like, that I've seen so far, I think is interesting. Um, actually, I like the way that they handle the Red Hood stuff, like... Uh, uh, like it, it incorporates like Batman stuff, but it doesn't really go into in, it. In general, like my consensus remains pretty similar to like how it's been ever since Hawk and Dove came on the scene, which is that they're still the best. The secondary characters, the characters that the show tells you are the secondary characters, tend to be the better performers, tend to have the stronger character stories and arcs, but are constantly sidelined for bullshit that you don't care about and uh i think that's still going to happen in season three i'm nervous about it especially with like them introducing new characters where there's other characters who have been on the show for two seasons and haven't had their characters fleshed uh, out gar um gar is a big yeah, one beast boy beast boy uh, honestly beast boy had like has had the coolest scene in this first episode than he's had in the entire two seasons of for the sure. show. and it was like five minutes and i'm like man you guys don't even care about this character really it's awful i feel so bad for that guy yeah that's titans good enough to i guess keep watching yeah did you want to? I don't. I'm sure I got all. The, I'm sure I got other stuff, but I don't remember. I'll remember in two hours. Sounds good. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, I kept watching Godzilla Singular Point. Rad. It's really good. I'm so um, excited. I'm not done, but I'm close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoy it. Um, it's impressive to me how much they've captured the s- the feeling of exactly how Showa era Showa era films handled like the progression of human characters but they've done it in a modern show that's like echoing that but it's it's still like super engaging fun to watch it's wild yeah. they did a great job i remember the one thing i did do ghost of tsushima's director's cut came out which is the ps5 upgrade uh which adds um which adds uh, a couple hours of new dlc and it gives it like you know the nice ps5 upgrade and oh. sepia tone i hear that ca- no, that already existed. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, the, the Kurosawa, Kurosawa. No, no, no. Sepia. Sepia is the like brown tint western one. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't. I'm joking. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that Kurosawa mode is is not very good. No, it, I know. I it's know. awful. <laughs> like it's not just black and white. It also makes the music like all like all old sounding. So it just sounds bad. And I'm like, I don't want to play a game like this. But it is an, it, it looks so incredible. It is like it probably is the best looking game on PS5 right now. Like it is stunning. I can't believe how good that game looks. Holy shit. I took a bunch of pictures uh, on Twitter if you guys want to check it out. It's it's gorgeous. But yeah, that um I played that game when it first came out over a year ago and I wasn't super hot on it because also I was just not in the best state of mind at that time. And I acknowledge that now and I realize this game is actually really cool. Um and it's doing a lot of things that I didn't appreciate at the time because I was looking at it like, oh, this game, what is this game not doing instead of what it is doing? Uh, and what it is doing is really cool, and it's a really unique take on open-world game instead of just doing, hey, just go do the thousand things that are check marks on a map. Uh, I think it's really great. If you like Samurai, it's really cool. Again, it looks gorgeous, so gorgeous, and that's it. Ding pong. Nice. Um, so Godzilla Singular Point. Uh, it's a great show. Dragon Ball Super had a brand-new chapter come out. Um, oh. It's really good. It's more of a... Vegeta being awesome. Um, Vegeta has a new form. I, I think I kind of hinted at that from the last chapter. There was a lot of chatter about this online. Yeah, uh, it's got a sick-ass name, 
and a sick ass reason he calls it that, and I love it, which is um so good. And don't, I don't I want to talk about it, but I won't because I'm not gonna spoil. But I'm intrigued. It's so good. I uh, I will say that like he names it out of like spite against Kakarot. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> And he and he makes it clear that's why he's doing it. I always stupid Kakarot for him. I, I always love when you talk about uh, Dragon Ball Z. You always say Goku, unless you're specifically talking from Vegeta's point of view Kakarot. in the story. In those cases, you say Kakarot. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way it's got to be. I just think it's really funny that yeah. you've committed to that. You've just always done it. Yeah, um, I, it's it's great. Uh, I'm very pleased. I continue to be pleased. Um, really good. Uh. I watched What If, as did we all, and you can listen to our Fake Nerds Watch where we talk about that and go check that out. So uh, say we all. It's real good. It's true. Um, I read some Reign of X comics. Whoa! Uh, I'm making my way through slowly. Downtown. Um, so I, I, I only read a handful, but uh, I finished another thing, so once I finished that thing, I started reading some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little. This has been nice. It's good to, good to start wheeling back in. I don't have much to once say you, about that. Once you fall behind on the X-Men titles, it can be a chore mm-hmm. if you're getting all yes. of them. Um, I finished Miles Morales' campaign. Finally. Hooray! Yeah. Finally did it. I committed the time. I got it done. It's great. Um, I'm not going to say a ton about it because I have copious notes, and we're going to do a Basement Arcade Pause menu talking about it in the very near future. Boop, boop. So, uh, Miles Morales, really happy I played it. Good time. Sweet. Uh, I set aside some time while I was doing chores ones that were easy to do while watching something, for the most part watching. Um, and I did some CW catch-up, which was finishing Supergirl up to this point because they stopped at episode seven. Because that season is weird. It's being split between the two usual television seasons. Okay. So that's really strange. So like their final season technically started in this previous television year. Mm-hmm. But it's actually going to be finishing in this next television year. So it's kind of split across the two mm-hmm. in a strange way. Um, but that's what happened because of the pandemic and Melissa Benoist's pregnancy. Right. Uh, so finish that. And that was that was fine. Um, not a lot to say about that. But uh, Batwoman and Flash were most of what I was catching up on. Oh, <laughs> boy. Um, so Batwoman... Um, Decided that it wanted to tackle uh, racist cops and racist cops in Gotham and racist crows, which are the team led by uh, Kane. Um, what's his name? The Papa Kane. Jacob uh, Kane? Jacob Kane, thank you. Um, so uh, it's kind of weird. It's only weird. Like, I think it's great. I understand that it's coming out of response from what happened last year. It's it's a response to the Black Lives Matter movement. I, I don't think that these stories shouldn't be told. But it is weird when you have Black Lightning now existing in the same universe, technically, but just on the same network for years, having directly dealt with this subject matter the whole time and treating it as like, it's not a thing that they have to talk about every episode, but it is always there. And Batwoman just acts like it became an issue right now. And it's not their fault that it's that way. They do try to say, like, this has been going on for a while, but I'm like, we've had black characters on this show never have to deal with this. And there's an amount where they try to lump that into saying that Luke Fox being the primary black character, uh, besides Sophie, who was one of the crows, which, again, that's like, uh, that never came up. Um, 
they make the crows like really seedy in this in these last few episodes not even this season in a way that the first season like just doesn't support um in its material not the way sophie looked at the crows not the way she felt about being part of them uh not the way jacob kane ran it it's it's very mm, what mm-hmm. um so all of a sudden all of a sudden you notice that all of the crows are white which they have not been but all of a sudden they are uh and luke fox gets kind of put in a place of like well he doesn't have a lot to say about this or comment on it or experience with it because he's very privileged because of his wealth um and it's just it's it's only problematic i think in the sense that like it doesn't make it feel like this has been happening in the world. Mm-hmm. It makes it feel like this is happening to these characters, but it's not a problem that actually can ex- have existed externally you, because it's just coming up. Do you now. remember the Arrow episode that was like dealing with like gun violence? Yeah, as if the entire like six seasons before yeah, hadn't yeah. been dealing with guns and stuff. Like, yeah, it, I think this is I think this is harder only because you have textual stuff that contradicts it if you look backwards. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think the problem is that it just suddenly happens, and it's very clear, like, there's an episode where, like, this becomes the topic. Like, it's a, there's a very forced moment at the beginning to get the conversation rolling with a GCPD officer who comes in and shuts down a fundraiser, and they make the optics of it that he's doing it because the person running it is black. And I'm like, okay... Um, and that's what gets the ball rolling. But then all of a sudden, and I'm, I'm telling you, like all of a sudden you, you are made to notice that the crows not only are all white, but also all disrespect Sophie, which had not been happening before. And I don't think it's a problem that you can tell this kind of story. This just needed to be built up to a little better. If you're going to say like all of the crows you've seen around Sophie this whole time are part of this system and are shitty. And you either needed to weed down from the ones who weren't and turn it into this or slowly have addressed that this has been going on. Yeah. And they didn't, they just go from zero to 60 on it. So it's very like, I know why it's good that you're doing something. This wasn't the best execution of this. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know if it's contributing anything to the conversation other than saying we're aware. And I think that's the unfortunate part of it right. is it's just kind of saying we're aware and we disagree with it, but I don't know that it's actually supplying anything of substance. Uh, which is a bummer because I'm sure best intentions were all abound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it just really you feel that pivot and that pivot hurts a lot. Um, they're doing interesting stuff with Kate though. Everyone's figured out that Kate's alive and that's that's cool. Cool. Um, she's she's battling her subconscious, which is now Roman Sionis's daughter. So oh, okay. uh, Roman Sionis has convinced her that she is his deceased daughter uh, come back. And so she's now having schizophrenia about that. Okay. Meanwhile, on Flash, <laughs> Cisco left. So I have watched in the last couple of weeks like video essays about some of these CW shows, and of all of them, I think the Flash is the one that unanimously is just like in the worst spot. Is that is that definitely seem? right now? Yeah. Yeah, it seems a hundred percent. I don't think it was. I w- I don't think I necessarily would have put it there until last season, but this season, woof, um, like really, really woof, uh. Um, they do this concept where, like, he and Iris, by trying to create a new Speed Force, actually gave, like, they they keep saying, like, they their energy that they put into creating this new Speed Force gave birth to new forces, and they literally have, they are people who get possessed by these forces and become part of them. And the moment no, that, the moment that, like, one person makes the analogy to Barry... 
that they're like his kids. All of them, when they encounter him, start being like, ah, so you're dad. And I'm like, this is weird. This is just not. And it, it, it becomes this whole story about like them actually being a family because of that. And I'm like, this is so unearned and so why, strange. Is that why I saw Nora? Yeah, she's back. Yeah. Okay. She's God, his, God she's his daughter. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But looks like his is bad. And and like so so things with her don't go very good for a while. And I'm have a hard time believing that after all this they'll still have a daughter named Nora. Um <laughs> Nor- <laughs> That's that's hard Nori. to buy. Anyway, um not the best. But that wasn't the thing that really irked me about it. Um Cisco just left the show from where I'm at and it was like it's like it's like everybody it's like everybody was so done with it even in having to do an episode about saying goodbye to him and i'm like i have never i have not watched a show where like the cast who have been together for years like there's one scene where i genuinely feel like oh i see them all sad that they're parting yeah Mm -hmm. but past that the episode is structured and written in such a weird way where it just makes it feel like they are the characters and the cast are kind of driven to be somewhat apathetic about him leaving. And I haven't seen that in a while. I've seen a lot of long time actors leave shows on the CW and other places. And it's usually like you get the sense of like, oh, even if it's not a great episode, like, man, what a yeah, you got the emotions going because that's a that's a man, it's like total opposite. Very absent. This hmm. sucked. Uh, really a bummer. Again, I haven't watched it in like a few seasons, but like. This isn't the first time that Cisco's left because I, the video I watched, like he was getting written off the show, but then he came back. Yeah, so and there's they, episodes where they like, a but Glenn. they just they did a Glenn. but they didn't, but they didn't do like a goodbye episode for no, him. Yeah, he yeah. just wasn't there, and they were like, he's doing things where he's researching like Atlantis and stuff. Yeah, but he was off the show, but then like they made like a big thing of him coming back. It just felt like he was like it, it felt no different than when like an actor isn't there because they're filming a movie or something. Yeah. Like they didn't in textually, they didn't make it resonant in the way that this is supposed to be. Yeah. But this did not resonate, which was weird. Gotcha. Anyway, that's kind of a bummer. Last thing I want to talk about though is I finished something and it's Chainsaw Man. Yay! Holy shit! <laughs> um, God, I want to say so many things and I don't want to say anything. Um, so the main thing I do want to say is that uh, I thought I was catching up, but I learned that I was finishing. Because this finished in December. It's the end of part one, but part two hasn't even been started yet. And uh, from my perspective, if you just read this, it's like reading a full series. Like, if it just stopped here, it's done, it's fine. Uh, I don't need more. I'm happy to have more. I don't need it. There's no cliffhanger. There's no big questions I feel were left unanswered. I feel like everything was on the table. So part two will be its own thing, I'm sure, in a new way. Uh, but I got everything I needed out of part one. Will it be, will it be, if there's a part two, will it be Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z, or is this like the next season of Dragon Ball Z? What do you think? Um, I imagine is it would be- Is it a continuation, be, or is I it imagine a It would be a continuation. I imagine it would be a closer comparison of Naruto to Naruto Shippuden, which is not the same as Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z. Those are like- vibrantly different tones i think the tone is going to say the same. i just you're mean, just gonna get like a time jump i just mean like the big time jump thing yeah. i think you're gonna get a time jump yeah. um but i don't is know it that the it'll time be that jump big. between naruto and naruto shippuden bigger than the one between dragon ball and dragon ball z no it's only uh three years oh, five okay. years three I years or five years i wasn't aware how how far in the future shippuden took place because yeah. i know don't they have kids 
No, that's Boruto. That's yeah. That's the that's the current running series Boruto. Yeah, that's a much bigger jump. Yeah. Uh, Naruto to Naruto. That's combat kids. Naruto to Naruto Shippuden is pretty small. Um, I'm pretty sure it is just three years. I never saw Shippuden. I always I liked Naruto though. You don't need to watch it, but I recommend reading it. Um, okay. But Chainsaw Man, um, I told Ryan this. Uh, it has been a while since I was reading something, and I didn't want to turn the page because I knew it was going to be bad, um, and I didn't want it. And having that true feeling of like, no, <laughs> no, I don't want to do it. Uh, Chainsaw Man gave me that feeling. Chainsaw Man gave me that feeling pretty hard, uh, which to me says like, wow, this really, really resonated with me. Um, stuff happens in those last chapters that is like puts the whole series up to that point into perspective. Um, it's a 97 chapter series. Um, and it is some of the most emotional and depressing shit I've seen in manga in a while. Hell yeah. Um, and it hit like a ton of bricks. Um, just really enjoyed it. And I think Chainsaw Man overall ha- does have some flaws. There are some characters who like kind of come and go, but that's the point of them. They're not really there for you to connect with. It's it's just sometimes they're a little hard to track. Um, but but the ones that need to resonate do. What's the name of that app you read it on again? Viz. Uh, I read it on the official Viz app. So um, you could get a Viz subscription for $2 a month. Ooh, that's cheap. Uh, yeah. Uh, I went back and rewatched the anime trailer for Chainsaw Man, and now knowing what all that stuff is, I'm so excited for that <laughs> anime. Um, that shit looks amazing. When uh, does that? That animation, I, I don't know. There is no release date yet. Um, that animation already looks so good, but, like, knowing the context of, like, how these things are going to move and what they're doing, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be a great show. Hell yeah. Uh, and knowing that part one is done, which means we're not going to get filler. This is going to be... Um, they, they haven't given an episode count, so everyone's like, if this is a 13-episode series, they're probably doing half of part one. If it's a 26-episode series, they're probably doing all of part one. Um, I'm kind of hoping it's 26 episode. They're just doing part one and being done, and then we won't see anything else for a while. Uh, it is great. I recommend it. Um, I don't want to hype it up any more than that. Um, and th- I will acknowledge like this was definitely a like personal experience of like, this is how this hit me, and it could hit people in different ways because it's not necessarily just like it's a fantastic story. Objectively, uh, it is you are going to get certain mileage out of how you connect with these characters and what the ultimate uh, meaning of what's happening in the series hits you, and that's either going to get you or it's not. Um, and I can't predict that. Yeah. But for me, it got me. That's I love awesome. it. That's yeah. my week. Chainsaws. Ben. Uh, my week, uh, I don't have a whole lot to talk about because uh, guess who went back to work this week? I did. Not ben, none of we, we didn't stop working. So, you know, it's no, okay. No, because I had my vacation and it was no, awesome. No, I'm, I'm happy for you. You can, you know. I mean, I'm the only one here unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, besi- so besides that, um, I didn't, d- the only time I actually did any media stuff was on the weekends. So um, I read the book club, but also I went to, uh, I went to Lost Levels this weekend f- with uh, Fanny for a date night. That was really fun. Uh, playing old school retro video games. Um, although something did happen this week that I didn't think I was going to start because I told myself I was going to watch DuckTales before I did, and mm-hmm. it was just up on Disney Plus. And I watched the first three episodes of The Owl House on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah you did. Holy huh? crap. Just three episodes in, and I'm like, You're going to watch that whole thing in a week. Like, oh my <laughs> God. This show is freaking amazing. Just three episodes in. Yep. And it's, I'm like, so it's like, I mean, you know what? Because I, re- I saw it because I was staying up late because I had to take my roommate to the airport. And I'm like, you know what? It's here. I'll just watch an episode. And I'm like, I need to watch another one. And then I'm making my sandwich. I'm like, I need to watch a few. I need to try and watch one more because 
that show really is it's really good the animation's awesome it's also I love it because it's another it's a Disney style show where they decide to take the weird and the creepy and they turn that to eleven. Like I thought Gravity Falls turned it up a notch. Mm-mm-mm. Owl House takes that, takes whatever Gravity Falls did, and just like, let's take it up a few more notches because there's just the visuals. It's, it's the same creators, right? Uh so um one of the writers from Gravity Falls is the head writer and showrunner of gotcha. Owl House. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And the re- and it's just like the visuals are not what you would think a Disney show. Like, um, Star versus the Force of Evil. Yeah, that's definitely a Disney show. It's bright, it's colorful, it has its dark stuff here and there, but it's not the focal point. Th- on this one, everything is dark and disgusting and, like, something out of a freaking Lovecraftian thing. It's just mm. like, holy crap, am I seriously think- watching this? Like, Man, I'm going to have to start watching that because everyone online is crazy about it. It is. The animation's great. I love Luz. I love, um, the- what's the owl lady's name? Owlette. Ooh, Adina? Uh... uh it's been a minute. Hold on. Keep yeah, I, talking. I love Open. the I love um Hootie I love Luz. I love the owl lady. Um we just met her friends Willow and Gus. Enid. Enid, yeah. I love Enid. I just so far every character I met, I'm like, I like these. I like these characters. Right I can't on. wait to see more because Luz she's sent to this wor- or she's supposed to be sent to a summer camp where <laughs> I love the little pamphlet because there's a pamphlet for a summer camp where it's like think inside the box because she has an overactive imagination and her mom is like and her mom and the principal of her school are like, hey, you should like, you know, tone it down. And she's like, no, yeah. don't, don't tone down imagination. Um, have you gotten to the part where she's trying to go to the school yet? I don't yeah, that's the, when ep- that that's the episode where she meets Willow and Gus. Is that the episode where she's actually trying to enroll, though? Uh, no, that's the episode okay, where she's okay. trying, to, where she is Willow's abomination project. Uh, I w- I want to talk about when she tries to enroll when you get there. Okay, um, I w- which is a whole whole different episode. Um, very meaningful, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, truly one of the coolest things I think a children's show has done about like, uh, different identity and and sexuality oh. representation for kids because okay. essentially like you understand the school has like it's different it, houses yeah like the but little... it, so it has these different houses of magic of like types of magic there's hierarchies and and like it's like a skill tree kind of imagine it that way mm-hmm. and so you become part of that and your robes are that color you only learn that one magic oh, okay and loose is like that doesn't make sense why can't we learn i want to learn more uh and so loose is championing having multicolored robes to learn more magics diversity which is also, baby mm-hmm. yes representing yeah, yeah, yeah. diversity all that yeah. kind of stuff yeah, because that episode Willow, because her friend Willow wants to be a plant, because she's a good at plant magic, but she's not so good at abomination magic. But and at the end of the episode, um, she shows off her skills. The headmaster puts her in the in the plant magic stuff, and her robes change from purple to green. Ooh, right, magic. So it's it's gore. It's like I cannot wait to finish watching the show, and I also need to watch Ducktales. Don't mm-hmm. worry, Brandon. I will watch Ducktales eventually. I mean, you're only hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So, but besides that. Um, we I mentioned it earlier, so a basement arcade is recorded and ready to go. It might be coming up this week, hopefully. Uh, a pause menu. Or a pause menu. Basement arcade pause menu. It's recorded and ready to go. It's going to come up. We just have to put the intro and stuff. Um, don't tell them how it's done. They don't need to see how the bacon is made. How the sandwich is layered. Anyways. How the pig is greased. This, this episode of basement arcade pause menu was a really big one for Do me. Do you grease the pig first? Can I finish? Sorry. Just taking, getting, taking my mojo and just, just throwing it in the trash, my friend. <laughs> so this episode was a really big get for me because um, this gentleman is a huge part of video game history, and the gentleman is Howard Scott Warshaw. If you do not know who this guy is, this is a gentleman who worked at Atari back in the early 80s who made three of the most prolific games that they have had. Yard's Revenge was the highest-selling Atari 2600 game of all time. 
Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, of course, back then it was just called Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, of course, the infamous E.T. the video game, which many, many, many people on the internet have, wrongly I might add, accused that game of being the sole reason the American video game market crashed in the year 1983. I got to sit down with him and talk with him about his years at Atari and about what happened afterwards. Hell yeah. That was one of the biggest gets for me. And I was, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, you know I was excited for this. And I haven't even released the episode yet. Holy crap. It was just, because to me, this guy is a living legend. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy is such a big part of video game history. And I was just like, I just reached out. I'm like, he's probably, I'm probably going to hear back from him like maybe a week, two weeks or something. Same day. I get a message back, and he's like, yeah, sure, I'll come on. I was like, ah. Super duper. So happy for you. Yeah, yeah he, that's awesome, man. Yeah, he has a book out, which, and he, the best part is he um, wants to come back on after I finish reading his book. Nice. So he's going to come back on again. I'm like, ah, I'm just so excited. I cannot wait for all of you guys to listen to that, and when it comes out, ah, so good. I, Although I do have to admit, I think if my uh, former radio professors listen to that episode, they go, what, skim me alive? Because I totally fanboy out, and that's something you're not supposed to do in an interview. <laughs> but you can do it on a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Very true. Because we're not getting paid. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. So, uh, Basement Arcade pause menu. Um, you can listen to the episode I did with Cindy Jackson right now. It's a really good ep- It's a really good episode. A lot of people on my Twitter feed are saying how good it is right now. So thank you guys for listening. And, but, and also go check that out. Link in the description down below. But stay tuned for Howard Scott Warshaw. So that, that's coming up hopefully this week. Probably next week. Or next week. We'll look at the schedule. <laughs> We're going to bump in right. with Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, anything else, Ben? No, that's my week. Or my turn. I didn't do a lot. Uh, like I said up top, I was just kind of in the mood to just relax and just vibe for a couple of days. Vibe it. Um, but I did do a couple things. Um, I read the fake nerd. No. What's the show? Free comic book day. Oh my gosh, what? (laughs) (laughs) All the wrong words. (laughs) I said all the wrong words. I read the free comic book day offerings from Marvel, which were Avengers. Right. I I I did also read those. Uh, I really liked all those. I Um, liked some of them. I'm really uh, I'm really stoked for those books. Um, Avengers was interesting. I'm excited for Venom. Oh yeah, Venom looks cool. Venom looks like that's the direction that character should go. Yes. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I also really liked Hulk. Um, I watched. Uh, a couple of things. Oh, I watched the movie we were talking about today. I watched that again. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Batman: The Long Halloween Part Two. Oh. Um, this is the fourth film in the new animated universe that they are building. Um, little surprise, there was no kaiju at the end of this one. There has been for the first ones. Mm. Um, well, we got Suicide Squad, so maybe that's enough. Batman did not have to fight a giant monster. Uh, or a giant Solomon Grundy or whatever. Well, I don't know who would turn into a kaiju. Is it in, in the that. long Halloween? No. Well, there we go. No. Um, uh, in the Superman Man Tomorrow and Justice League, uh, Justice Society World, World War II, they both end with the kaiju fight, and I always just found that funny. Back to back. Really good. I really like the adaptation. Um, the voice acting is solid. I think Jensen Ackles is a really good Batman. Um, and I really like the girl that plays Catwoman, Naya Rivera. Her name is. Um, shame she passed away. She's not going to be reprising her role. As oh yeah, she's yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Ah, that sucks. Yeah, she passed away before the film came out, mm-hmm. but she finished her recording. She's great. Um, there's a lot of great heart in it. Uh, it's a solid adaptation. It's the first one of these new films to be an adaptation. Uh, the first two aren't, and uh, I just thought it was really solid all around. I think the two complement each other well. Uh, I really like this new universe. I'm really like hard into it. Cool. 
Um, I watched the first movie of the Daimajin trilogy. Um, for those of you who don't know, the Daimajin is an old 60s um, kaiju film a trilogy that were filmed all at the same time uh, with different directors. And uh, uh, this was put out by the people who did the Gamera films. Mm-hmm. Um, they had this kind of ambitious idea to do these Daimajin films. They mostly all follow the same structure, but I only watched the first one. Um, I had was not aware of Daimajin before uh, they released the Blu-ray set. Um, and basically they are uh, feudal Japan action dramas um, that all end in a giant monster destroying a village. Mm-hmm. And that's how they all go. Um, I th- think that's really cool. What do I, always, I always talk about how much I like period piece genre films. I like Kong Skull Island, Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman film. I'm uh, really excited for The Kingsman. Really like the idea of like going back in time and doing a genre movie. Um, and that that's exactly what they did in this one. They go to the to the feudal Japan and they have a giant monster. And I thought, hey, that's really cool. Right on. Nice. Uh, all in all, a decent film. Um, it's from the 60s, so it's a little slow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an hour and a half. feels longer. That's just how they paced films back then. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, re- to watching the second two. Right on. Nice. Um, and then I watched a lot of DuckTales. Woo-hoo. Almost done with DuckTales. Um, uh, season three, I'm about four episodes away from the end, uh, only because Disney Plus splits up the last episode, which is an, which aired as an hour and a half. Mm. Uh, they split it into three parts. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, it's kind of like what... Um what Netflix does with the last Avatar episodes. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, oh, they do that on the, I didn't even check that on Yeah. That. yeah. Okay. It, excuse me. I really I really like the show. I'm um as we're getting closer to the end, I'm really sad it's ending. Um I think all the characters are fantastic. Uh Della Duck, who is Donald's sister and Scrooge's niece, um is, and the the triplet's mother, um is such an incredible character and I I love her. They introduced Daisy in this season. Um Really great, uh, really great season, really solid show all around. And it's such a shame that we're not getting more of it. And I hope that this isn't the end of this universe. Two, two last things that I forgot from my week. Sorry. Um, one, I've been, I'm still watching more of the the HBO Max original Looney Tunes cartoons. Those are super solid. Um, the last episode I watched had one of the funniest bits I've seen in Looney Tunes in a long, long time. Uh, I was laughing really hard. Thought it was really good visual comedy. Um, so praises to that. Everyone should check it out. And the other thing is that uh, my Shark Week turned into Shark Months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I, I accessed Discovery, so I did the subscription so I could keep watching. Um, there's a there's a documentary coming out on Discovery Plus this week. Uh, may I borrow it? Sure. Okay. I'm really excited for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. Uh, get your own oh, Discovery. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. So the only one I want to talk about because it's re- slightly related is uh, I made mention that there was a um episode with William Shatner. Uh, I watched that one, and it's one of the better celebrity episodes in my opinion. Um, William Shatner is an experienced scuba diver who has a fear of sharks. Um, he loves diving, but he also has a fear of sharks. He tends to dive in places where there's minimal shark activity or like very minimal experiences with other sharks. And so the whole episode was about. Honestly, very uh, engaging and and good host uh, Josh Gates, who has his own show on Discovery called Expedition uh, Unknown, and he's hosted Shark Week last year uh, through the pandemic, and he's hosted this year too. But um, he is the person with William Shatner through the special because I forgot this happened, but on one of his specials, so every night at the end of 
Shark Week, what happens is Josh Gates gets on and he talks to people from the episodes that were aired that night and just about like doing it and things. So it's like a little wrap up talk after show. Mm-hmm. Last year, he had William Shatner on talking about something uh, in his diving experiences. And William Shatner said that he wanted to go diving with him about sharks. That's why this happened. Oh, okay. So the whole point of the episode is William Shatner wanting to be able to dive with sharks without fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the goal. And the way they go about getting him more comfortable and doing all these things, he eventually goes um, diving with tiger sharks without cages. Uh, and it's a really cool experience um, to watch them go through. And I thought it was actually really touching watching William Shatner be very honest about like his vulnerability in this department and why he wants to do this. And he's like, I love diving and I don't want to be afraid of sharks anymore. That's awesome. I just don't want to have nice. that fear. And he's like, it's not a like conscious thing. It is, it is fear. Even as I am aware, they are beautiful creatures. They are. I am afraid. Yeah. I feel it in my gut and I want that feeling to go away. It will sparks. Uh, we got someone in the chat right now, Mr. John Radley. Uh, he going back to what you said about Looney Tunes. He said he also just sort start watching those Looney Tunes cartoons. They are really good. Love how the Porky Daffy shorts are a direct homage to their old Clampet cartoons. Uh, you're so right, John. I'm so glad you're watching them. <laughs> uh, all right, shall we get into our bread and butter? Yum yum in my tum. Yes. Out of the bread and butter intro, and I definitely had this ready. Here's your bread. Prior That's to what doing you, this, it's like we do this every week or I something. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, we got some sadness up top. Oh no. Um, Masami Suda. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right. Who is an? Who is a classic, uh, old-time anime animator uh, oh. in Japan. Oh. He did things like Dragon Ball Z, Yu-Gi-Oh. Most uh, famously, Fist of the North Star. Uh, he did Helsing Ultimate uh, the past couple of years. Uh, he passed away this week at the age of 77. Oh, that's sad. Man, Fist of, Fist of the North Star is so cool. I want that to come back. That's a story. It's in the post-apocalypse about a dude. When he punches you, you explode. Uh, that, that It's so cool. I remember the show. Man. I mean, I uh, watched yeah. a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! as a kid. but <laughs> Me too. No exploding in that. No explode. Well, the monsters explode. Yeah. Dragon strong, Ball Z. Strong legacy of anime. Yeah. yeah um, the... That's just some of his credits. His credits are numerous. I could not list them all. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. But you have definitely crossed paths with his work. Um, all right. Moving on to some comic book stuff. Real quick. Um, a, a British comedian died who was not famous in America, but he was huge in England. His name was Sean Locke. He died at 54, died of cancer. He was huge on the uh, reality TV show scene. Great stand-up comedian. Cancer sucks. Oh, yeah, that does suck. I, I, it, he's literally like, he, no one in America knows him. He's a strictly like British guy. Okay. Uh, I, because I watch a lot of British YouTube stuff. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. All right, well, some, comics, some, com, some comic book stuff then. Uh, Hawkeye is getting a new series. Uh, Which one? The, sh- the, the lame one or the cool one? Kate Bishop. That's so the, the lame cool one. one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Kate Bishop. Um, uh, this one's going to be written by uh, Mariki Nijkamp. Nijkamp? Yeah. Uh, with art by Enid uh, Balam. This is going to be a five-issue miniseries. Um, basically about... I'll just read the synopsis, actually. It's quick. Uh, Kate's heading home, or at least back to New York. And as much as she wants to go back to where her friends, her chosen family are, she's changed since the last time, uh, since the, uh, since she was last on the East Coast. So she's picked up a pit, a pit stop case first, a confidence booster, to prove... To herself, she's making the right decision and not going to backslide into her past just by changing time zones. Besides, the case is perfect. Swanky Resort? Check. Jewel Heist? Check. Almost definitely 100% a trap? Check. Hell yeah. 
So yeah, sounds fun. Yay, it's a mini. You know, it's not an ongoing, but hey, more Kate Bishop's great. You got to get more Kate Bishop out before that show comes out. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Uh, this actually will coincide with the show. Beautiful. Because they're at book coming out in November. Makes sense. Ooh, even better. The more popular that those young Avengers get, the more we're going to see them in <laughs> comics. That's true. Oh, baby, I'm so excited. I'm glad we're going to see these characters that in comics That resurgence, again. baby. Oh, yeah. Um, now we got some around the comics. Uh, this the world of uh, behind the scenes comic book stuff because there was quite a bit this world week. World of DC. Um, Brian Michael Bendis, as you all know, now uh, exclusive. With oh my god, I forgot this happened this week. Oh, DC Comics. Bendis. <laughs> uh, what, what? One of the one of the deals was that was that uh, Brian Michael Bendis would bring uh, DC Comics Jinx World, which is his creator own imprint. Mm-hmm. Um, however, apparently, that's no longer as he is moving his imprint Jinx World to Dark Horse. Yep. Really. This is the yeah. third time he's moved Jinx World. Wow. Yeah. Which also means that he's no longer DC exclusive. Yep. Contract. That he's, is true. He's, people are suspecting he's not going to be with DC very much longer. Yeah. He's doing Justice League, so he's going to wrap up Justice League somehow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How um, is that Justice League run? Is anyone reading it? You know, I've heard good things. I've heard I've heard good things, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not uh, like, not like you know, it's the best book. Well, because I like. remember how, once again, I know I keep bringing this up whenever Bendis is involved in the news, but we all talk about how super stoked we were when he was coming to DC when he was writing Superman. This was so long and ago. Then, yeah, I <laughs> oh know. It was God. years ago. That's it was crazy. in the before times. And then when he arrives, we're like, yeah, Bendis is great. And then we just slowly but surely like get or, it, okay, he was like, yeah, Bendis is great. It's like, eh, it's good. I just it's probably going to get better. And then it really didn't. I don't think he had the impact that DC expected. No, right. definitely not. Yeah. Like he is, he is one. He is one of the biggest names, but he's not the biggest name anymore. I mean, the thing is, like, he spent twenty years writing every character at Marvel. Yeah, and uh-huh. then he goes, he jumps up to DC, and he is immediately given Superman and Justice League. Yeah. Just kind of fine. Yeah, uh, there wasn't anything special about his Superman. There, there. I haven't heard. Well, the best things about Justice League, but I heard it's solid. Well, and yeah. notably, it was a big deal, and like everybody was all in on him doing Superman when it came out. Like us, yeah. the general comic audience, like those those numbers were great. People didn't like his take, yeah. and that yeah. just fizzled yeah. out rapidly. Well, also, Brandon and I agree. Brandon more so. He was in mad that he decided to age up John. I'm still mad. I am mad, but that that if, if we wouldn't have Superman, Son of Kal El, where he's Superman right now, and that is a great thing happening. That Tom Taylor book is coming out soon, it's right? Out. It's out. It's out. Oh, it's out. Son of a bitch. And it's great. Yeah. I heard, and listen, you, heard great things. There's, no super, there's no super sons anymore. Guess what? Damien's in that book and they're still best friends, so you still have your super Actually, sons. Actually, there is, like, they still there's do random, super, and like, there is super, still super son super series because no, there's I that mean one is, coming out right now. I mean, like, in continuity now, they are still friends. Like, yeah, that, yeah. they didn't get erased you. or anything. Right. Yeah. Well, and that, that was never in question. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, the decision to age up John, I still claim is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, whether or not Tom Taylor is writing an incredible book, who's surprised? Yeah. Tom Taylor is an incredible writer. Yeah. Very true. I just like, you know, my thing is legacy characters becoming, like, taking the mantle and, like, having a new Superman. Like, John is Superman. Like, yeah. that is, I agree. I don't want him to be older, but he's Superman right now. And that's, I mean, like, amazing. The, like, the reality is that it's just a shame that what Tomasi and Gleason were doing got cut short. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And that it got cut short for it's, Bendis it's to kind of go, uh, okay, but what about the opposite? Yeah. No, I, I'm not, I'm not saying I disagree with the decision. Uh, as it exists now, I'm saying I, I still yeah, will yeah. always disagree with, by, with the decision yeah. to do it. Uh, whatever happens, what, you know, happens. I, I also good, think good in general, I, th- I also think in general when you have two comic lines for a character like Batman Detective or Superman in action, yeah. uh, it, those should be two different writers. Um, yeah. Unless you are doing like a small event thing and you need both, that's fine. But um, it should not just be ongoing all the time the same writer on both. I think that's always just a waste. Yeah, yeah that I was a, that was a mistake putting Bendis on action and Superman. Yep. Yep. Anyways, um, going back to Jinx World. 
Yeah, so uh, obviously Jinx World, if you don't know, is uh, home to Powers, Jinx, um, cover, which came out. Um, he's go- he's hoping to bring them back. Uh, a lot of these, I guess, Powers, is he's looking to relaunch Powers with the new series. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because it's like the third time he's ended it. Um, hey, man, you got, I guess you got to keep going back to that well, right? And he's also announcing a new book, Joy Operations. Um, oh, yes. This is going to be with art by Stephen Byrne. Oh, this, is, this looks so good already. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be a five issue miniseries uh, to start with. He's he's doing the Mark Millar thing where he does miniseries, miniseries, miniseries. Mm hmm. Um, the series takes place 55 years in the future and follows Joy, who is an N. Vola, N. Vola, special agent of the Genando Trust. These trusts are described as corporate-owned cities that are the centerpiece of modern society. Joy's job finds her righting wrongs for the trust, which naturally puts her at odds with her duty when a, vi- when a voice in her head instructs her to betray everything she ever believed in. What if everything you knew is wrong? Oh. Uh, Stephen Burns a terrific artist. So terrific like I might artist. I might pick this number one up just to see if it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I love Stephen Burns' art. Substack. It's oh, back. this thing again. It's back. It's back. Substack is back. Sub subs back. This time we heard, and I I knew this was coming ever since last last week when they said, oh, Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman uh, are joining Substack. They are specifically bringing their new imprint, Kids Love Chains Press. Um, this, for those of you who don't know, is an imprint that they're starting uh, that was going to be an independent creator-owned thing. Brian Segman's doing his first ever creator-owned book, which he's really excited about. Vanish. And they talked about it on their debrief for Venom on their podcast. And they were like, we just got news. We just got off, of fo- off the phone with something, and we can't say what it is. We're not announcing anything yet. This is what that was. Mm-hmm. So now they're saying that uh, they are going to Substack with this book. However, the books will be published in print afterwards. Yeah, he oh, okay. he he did what the other what a lot of the others did, and he's like, yeah, these books are still going to come out traditionally when you know yeah. whenever that time comes. So I'm like, cool, I'll buy the book on on the sta- on the stand yeah. like everyone else will. Yeah, cool. Uh, Vanish, as as Ryan as Ryan said, will be the first book that they're doing. Vanish. This is going to be Ryan Stegman's first ever creator own, um, and this is going to be an ongoing. Uh, well, for now, for as long as they do it. Um, that's going to be the first new title for, for Kids Love Chains. But the book, um, The One You Feed, which was on the pay as you pay what you want. That's, the, that's the God Country spinoff. Yeah, that one, or, which only released his first issue in that October, will release the second issue on Substack. Yeah. But Image has the rights to publish it, so it's coming to Image. Um, and then he's also doing, that was with uh, Dylan Burnett, and uh, The Flood, or just Flood, sorry, which is the book that, she, that he's doing with his wife. Megan Hutchinson Cates, um, they will also be published through Substack, and then um, Flood will also go to Image afterwards. Well, cool. at least all these books are coming to print. Yeah, that's yeah. that's at the end of the day, I just want the books to, to be in my hands. You know, yeah, I, I remember last week when we were com- or not complaining, but when we were talking, I was complaining. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah. well, we were talking about Substack and how these a lot of the, all those books weren't going to print, or it's, if they it, were, you know what, it's not. It's not just that. It's not just that. It is the uncertainty when yeah. I were asked of like, oh, yeah, we don't know how these are going to come out. Yeah. yeah. That's what pissed me off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing that that's just a bummer about it still, like not to reopen the entire Substack box is just I want to support these creators. I just wish it was in a way where it's like I, I wish they were doing like scale down the Disney Plus idea, which is like go lower to get more. Yeah. Rather than like expecting high, like you are budgeting out a ton of people with how much Again, like this is based off Tynan's, but like, I would support you if you were like asking for two dollars. A lot of them are, are around. I would se- do that. A lot of them are seven, eight dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'm That's like, like kind of like the standard. I'm like two dollars. I would do. Yeah. I would do 
so many of you to support you. Do you have, because uh, uh, I have Tynan's, I was a follower of his Substack, but his free newsletter before it became a private one. Yeah. Um, he released how, how his book, Blue Book, is going to be released now. Oh, I don't have that. It is, is, it, is 10, it is 10 pages every two weeks. So, so you're getting a monthly comic, but it's, it's 10 pages every two weeks. And you're getting it through in your email. But that's like, so that's 20 pages for eight ninety nine a month? Yeah. Yeah, it's still not a great deal. It's not a good deal. But you are, but you are getting behind the scenes of like the making of it and all that stuff, which I guess is cool. But like I, but I is don't that worth your money. It's like like injustice digitally. Like I don't want to read that kind of comic anyway. Yeah. I, that's like that's why I don't read Justice League Dark through Justice League because I don't read ten pages at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I I totally agree. I I think what Donny Cates did um, was like you know what Chips actually did. You know the 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 better way to approach this of like yes we're going to Substack and I think Donny Cates bringing an entire imprint is also smart. Yeah. Um. Uh, a, a whole new imprint, but he was very clear like these will be printed yeah. through and he had a publisher yeah. named and you know chip sadarsky For was sure. also like they're also going to go to someone yeah it seems like the them. the the more expensive one the more expensive people like tynan and and hickman like they are like their stuff is going to be a little more substack yeah than than going to the outside world which sucks hopefully not sub standard <sighs> oh man that hickman one has like hopefully they're substantial bro, uh hickman is has grant morrison now on it and I like that, and yeah. i'm just like i i'm not gonna support this because i can't but oh my god you're saying all the right words man i just hope these books have substance oh we're gonna we're gonna good. we're gonna talk about uh hickman in a minute oh uh but first let's talk about webtoons Oh, this is awesome! Um, as we we all know what webtoons is, we did a book club series on a webtoon. We did, Hell yeah. Um, God of high school. Have you heard this news, Ben? No, I have not. Cool. DC Comics has partnered with webtoons. What? What? Yep. To create all new standalone comics, web comics featuring many DC characters. Free manga for kids, Ben, starring DC characters. DC is killing it. I mean, I haven't opened. Truth be told, I haven't opened up my webtoons at in months, which is for me is good because then all the series I have are like stacked. So when I dive so back in, I know. But there's like a bunch of a bunch of them there, so I so I could go through a good chunk of them. I don't have to, and I don't like catch up. Super yeah, quick. what if now Batman was there? But now Batman's there. I think this is awesome. This is really cool. I'm, that that is awesome. I mean, hey, more comics for easier, for free comics for people to get, and they're good books this or they're the good better, stories. Then yes, this is I'm the better. This is the better version of the Walmart thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god, I forgot about that. Holy crap! So did the world. I yeah. think so did Walmart. Do they still do that? Are they still doing like I the don't exclusive know. Walmart no, they, stuff? They quit. I yeah. had I so they still put out the the hundred page giants, but, but they I just come to comic I stores. Think they just go to comic stores. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I think I remember I was actually at a Walmart one time and I saw a bunch of comics somewhere. I think it was by a register. I'm like, oh yeah, that was a thing. Oh yeah, wow. uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's really cool. Um, I think that's really awesome. Yeah, All right. That Walmart thing is so dumb, but this webtoon thing is so good. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know a lot of a lot of kids access webtoons and yeah. just see like these comic book characters for free. Uh, Manga outsells absent, comics so much. Absent of um, uh, uh, absent of continuity, mm -hmm. so they're all standalone that you could just jump in whenever you want. Yep, uh, I think that's really cool. And yeah, manga has been killing it during the yeah, pandemic. Th again, any way to get kids into that comic shop, like this is a great way. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jonathan Hickman. Oh boy, Miss, what a what a week, Mister Hickman. Um, said that he is stepping down as head of X what? at the conclusion yeah. of Inferno. Now, before you panic... This was an Entertainment Weekly huge-ass like actual news article. Are you shitting yeah. me? Before yeah. you panic, Ben, Now, before please. you panic. Now, before you panic. Um, he, 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 he is not leaving Marvel. Okay, good. So he's not being exclusive to Substack. He is going to continue with Marvel, and he's already working on the next big event. So... Of course, everything is rumors. The rumor is that he is working on what the equivalent of Multiversity is oh, for, cool. for, for Marvel. Uh, and I Hickman is the 100% the guy to do that 
Uh, I, if that's true, holy shit. Yeah, that'd be Get awesome. Get away from the X-Men. I don't care. I love I love multiversity. Yeah. Um, so ba- basically, so the, su- the so the reason that he gave, I, I do think that I personally feel like there's been a lot of, a lot more me- uh, uh, editorial meddling in, in the X-Line than, than anybody wanted. Mm-hmm. I think Hickman's kind of frustrated, and this kind of presents an opportunity. But also, uh, as he stated, which I totally believe, is that everyone, he said, I'm ready to go into Act 2 of my X-Men run. And they were like, "We're not ready to leave Act One." I and I okay. agree, and I'm I'm 100 with them. Like I yeah. think I think the the stage that we're at right now with Krakoa being a, a, like in peace, like he's ready to move on for the for the, the fall, and like Marvel's not because the sales are so good, and the people are really enjoying the books. You know, like not every book is like hitting it 100, but but the age of Krakoa is is in a good spot, and he's ready to burn it down, and Marvel's not ready to do that. I don't know if I'm ready either, you guys. I, I I think this gives us the opportunity to do what what we've talked about. Like the the X line has been lacking certain things. One of them being like, you know, maybe show us a one shot of life on Krakoa. Yeah, I yeah. think this gives us the opportunity. More than anything, I just hope that when it would be the right time for Act Two, Hickman gets to still come back for yeah. a say on. And that. in his interview, mm-hmm. um, oh not his interview, sorry, Jerry Duggan. Jerry Duggan put out a big a big thing. Um, he's like Hickman, like Hickman. We didn't find this out yesterday. We've known for months that he was going to leave, and we've had we've had plans in place that are past Inferno, that are way p- stuff that we you guys haven't even seen yet that he helped plan. And also, the thing that I that really made me mad about this week is everybody is putting all of this X line on on Hickman. Like Hickman's the guy writing eleven books right now. Hickman is writing one X Men book. You guys, he is the head of X. Yes, but Vita Ayala and Teeny Howard and Jerry Duggan and all of these other guys—they are just as important and they are just as vital to making this line work. It's not just Hickman, right? And and, and Leah Williams, who did, who gave a great interview this week, she's like, and she's like, Hickman is getting all the praise for the books, and he hates it. He talks about how bad he feels every week that he's getting all the credit for this line. And Knowing I think what I know about him, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. And like, uh, this is not the end of the X line. And like, the the only thing I lament in him leaving is again, like, I do hope that he's back to tell us the follow up of what he envisioned from Hawkspox. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want that payoff. Mm-hmm. I don't need it right now. That's fine. Like, you want to step away. You want to live in this space. I'm happy with the teams that are doing what they're doing. I'm uh. enjoying the X books. Obviously, I'm not caught up, but I'm still getting them i'm still keeping i like it yeah i like what it's doing i don't care how long we sit here i just do want that eventual act two act three that he was picturing i'm the same way um i i I think that the i i do i do think that um if you notice the x line tones a lot of things down coming out of uh the 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 dawn of x coming out of the dawn of x and into the reign of x i feel like there's been a lot more uh meddling from from editorial than than Hickman was probably promised. Yeah, because um, yeah, if I remember, you know about Leah Williams. What happened th- this week? We he- that was also this week. Yeah. If I remember correctly, when we heard that Jonathan Hickman was coming on to do this giant X Men's arc, essentially, it was like, yeah, he, it's all him. Like, or he's not like he. It's not like all him, but he's the head. Yeah, like he's it's the showrunner. Yeah. yeah, it's his final say. Editorial's like a back off because he knows what he wants to do. Well, that wasn't necessarily. Um, I just, I just can feel like. It feels like the X Men books are being held back by something, and I th- and I don't think it's Hickman doing it. Yeah. What what was the thing with Leah Williams? I didn't see this. Well, so Ooh, Le- Leah Williams talked about how the final issue of X Factor came about and the the meddling that editorial. So did. Uh, oh. the 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 most popular tweet that I will ever have uh, was just me quoting something from a podcast, which got like almost like a thousand likes and retweets and stuff. But Leah Williams was on Battle of the Atom, and she talked about directly, and I'm sure she got in trouble for for how honest she was. She was like, "Yeah, editorial meddled with my book." And like I didn't even get to finish the script. The script 
that you guys read in that comic, I didn't even finish. When issue 10 came out, all of those problems that people had with those characters were the same time I was finding out about them. So all the things that I had problems that I thought Leia Williams did, it wasn't her. It was editorial. And she didn't find out until the book was done. Yeah. And that's just and incredibly she, she, al- she also said that, like, um, they had to change they, – they kept changing her letter at the end to be like, no, no, no – Pretend like it was always the plan that it was going to end after 10. Yeah. Because Trial of Magneto was supposed to be an arc in X-Factor and not the end of X-Factor. Yeah, it was supposed to be the third arc. And they were like, this book idea is too good. We want to turn it into a thing. And she's like, well, that's going to like kind of ruin my book. And it's like, well, your book doesn't sell well, so we're just going to cancel it. Um, And it's just really, really shitty. (laughs) It's just super sad. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I... I am not. Uh, uh, Never forget that Ike Perlmutter is still out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. I don't think. I, I think. I, I do think that, that this just came about. That it just kind of Hickman was like, "This is a good place to to step down, take a break." Yeah, no and matter what, yeah. no matter sense. which way. Yeah, uh, I think people online are a little too reactionary because I get it. Like Hickman is like the boss of bosses. Um, he is great. Um, but also like he's not the only good writer. Out he's there. he's yeah. He's literally one one sixth of the writing room and like. Vita Ayala right now is writing like a like career writing New Mutants run. Um, like Jerry Duggan's Mar- Marauders is continues to be my favorite book. Yeah. I absolutely love what Teeny Howard is doing with Excalibur and Benjamin Percy's Wolverine is high octane. Let's kill some vampire action. Yeah, X Force too. Depending, so oh yeah, X Force guy. I forgot. Here's about the next. Here's the next bit of news, which is that a new weekly series will happen next year. Um, probably at the start of next year to usher in the next era of the X Men. Yep. Um, post Hickman. Uh, that's what this one will be just crafted by the current line. So yeah, Inferno will end, and whatever happens in Inferno will usher in like yeah. the next wave. I, I kind of am looking forward to this as like I can probably drop a couple books now. Yeah, well, I, I mean, probably um, don't need to um, to read all. Of well, them. Way of X is ending. No, I'm not. I'm talking about like if no, no matter what happens, mm. I don't believe that I will feel compelled to read every single X Men book. Oh sure. Uh, oh, that's going to hit the racks, and I'm I'm going to be a little bit more choosy going gotcha. going out of yeah yeah yeah. Oh, um, Way of X is ending. Yeah, yeah, Way of X and X Core are ending. Was yeah. that suppo- was Way of X supposed to be a uh, unclear? A mini or? It's unclear. unclear. Um, from the uh, the artist on Twitter, he said it was always planned to be uh, six issues, and they were hoping to get a second season. Oh. Um, so there is there is more Way of X planned, but it is it is a mini series as of right, right I'll now. Probably, I'll probably with the, it's just real quickly, it's going to end with a one shot, uh, onslaught something. Yeah. Um, right. X Men onslaught assault or something. I yeah, think yeah. Right, I, Um, that's going to be the end of it. I think I have like issue two to read that I bought the the, regu- the single issue so I might just trade rate for the rest. X-Core is the funny one because they were like they first solicited X-Core a as time ago. a five issue miniseries and when it, the solicitations came out even the second solicitation it was five issue miniseries and Marvel um, got mad about that saying it was a typo this was going to be an ongoing <laughs> nah. and it's ending after issue five. I'll tell you what uh, I'm not caught up but of all the X-Books that need the end that's probably one of them. <laughs> it's, it's it sucks because like that's the business book and that's like the book that should be like the le- like it's less action more business stuff and that seems fun but it's just it's just kind of bo- it's just kind of boring it's just nothing's happening it's kind of boring and I'm like I've oh only, I've only read the second issue I'm up to the second issue yeah that's I I, actually that's as much as I read and I'm like oh, yeah. that yeah, might be it, enough it's kind of alright yeah um, yeah I think going I think going into this next era I won't feel as compelled to to keep reading some of the whatever books are left or that or are starting um, I don't know if I'll feel compelled to read them all yeah yeah but they could all appeal to me you know, I'm no? I'm an extant so I'll, I'll pick up every number one no matter what yeah hopefully uh, I mean I'm not gonna drop Wolverine or Marauders or Hellions Hellions is probably ending <laughs> Hellions is probably ending which <laughs> is awful alright anyway we're getting off some comic book news Oh. unless we want to say more about X-Men I just I forever alright um, Dead by Daylight yeah. Was in the news this week. 
That's true. I played some of it. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, so apparently the Stranger, th- the Stranger Things pack, um, they have a, a famous collaboration with Stranger Things, for those of you who don't know, uh, will no longer be, av- be available to buy after o- October. Boo. Licensing. Hooray. Yeah, Boo. That sucks. If you already bought it, though, like it's not leaving. So well, uh, if you already bought it. You get to keep the characters. The map is going away. Oh, the map. They're taking. Oh, that's they're taking, taking the map away. That's like the best map. I know. Damn it. At least I got the Gorgon, I guess. And they're going to keep the characters for now. They were very clear to say that for now we're, we're able to keep the characters, but that's weird. we don't know for how long. I mean, that kind of sucks. Oh, well, though. It, it sucks because I, because remember, I bought this, the Stranger Things pack when it was on sale. Yeah. I spent money on that, and now it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to just take it that away. I spent money on all the Dead by Daylight DLC. Yeah, that is shitty. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, just like taking off the store, but if you bought the thing, then like let people enjoy what they bought but par- once again that's the paradigm of digital video games true. that's true uh yeah that's a bummer uh, i like the i like that map honestly yeah because yeah, so especially since nancy's my main one i'm a survivor i'm a survivor and then pinhead oh yeah hellraiser the famous pinhead he's known as the cenobite is coming to the game uh i've watched a bunch of gameplay of him uh he looks real cool i'm super excited yeah awesome uh well, one th- spooky thing to another hotel transylvania uh it's kind of spooky Hotel Transformania, Transformania, Hotel Transylvania, Transformania, mm-hmm. uh, the fourth film. <laughs> <in> the <laughs> That's not out yet? No, uh, and now it will never come out. Oh? Um, it won't? It's going to skip theaters oh. and come out on Amazon Prime. Oh. And now it will never come out. I thought it was just like delayed forever. I'm like, <laughs> I why? Thought, I thought they just like decided to pull the plug on it or something. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we're not going to put this out. We're done. Uh, Amazon has landed the streaming rights for a hundred million dollars. Oh goddamn! Wow, uh, they paid money for this. They they did. They paid a lot of money for this. This is going to be the fifth film that Sony has sold to a streaming service because they don't have their own. Um, they're <laughs> making bank though. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, mostly they just mostly sold their animated films like Mitchell's vs. the Machines, uh, Luck, uh, Luck Dragon, um, Vivo. Uh, all three of which I've heard great things about. Oh, Vivo, Mitchell's yeah. is great. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the the upcoming Cinderella that looks terrible. They sold that to Amazon. Oof. Mercedes commercials, guys. I thought that was already out. No, it's it's coming it's this coming. month. It's coming. Like the only th- cool, the only thing I really like about that is the fairy godmother. I just know that person from other things and I like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh so Sony is just like we're not I guess we're not, not putting movies in theaters this year. Venom Well that. Well, yeah, the Marvel ones will make money. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I, I think this is good for them. Well, yeah. I mean yeah, I, I guess. And you know what? Sony has had a killer year for animation. Apparently, I haven't seen Luck Dragon or Vivo yet, but Mitchell's is great. Yeah. So I've been wanting to see Luck Dragon. I've heard good things. Yeah. Uh, okay. I like to see Vivo. It's going. To, yeah, I've heard good things about that too. Uh, this will premiere. Go ahead. In October. Yep. I'll watch it. Yeah. You like the Hotel Transylvania's? Yeah, but I'm not confident I'll like this one. Yeah, because Tartakovsky's not directing. Tartakovsky's not there, and Sandler's not there. So I'm Sandler's like, not there either. He's not. Yeah. No. Okay. So I talked. I think I talked about this off air with Brandon, which is that no one knows why Adam Sandler isn't back as Dracula. I think it has something to do with the pandemic. Yeah. I think it just has something to do with when they wanted him to come in to record. It wasn't COVID safe. That just. That doesn't. Mm. That's insane that they can't just wait a couple weeks for the main character from the last three movies. That's insane to me. I am not sure yeah. what the other reason would be. So everyone's kind of. I wouldn't thinking be shocked if is. like the Tarkovsky's back to Anderson was like, I don't give a shit anymore. Did you see? Did you see his? Did you see their 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 response to the, the new directors? They were like, well, now that he turns into a human in this one, we felt it was the good. It was a good opportunity to change his voice. Oh, that's bullshit. 
Yeah, I did see that. Oh, that's, I thought it was that's, stupid. That they just didn't want to pay Adam Sandler. That's what it is. Sounds yeah. like that's that's all. Um, <laughs> so wow. anyway, he's just not back. Uh, so without Adam Sandler and like the guy doing the voice is the guy who does the voice for Drac in the video game. Um, so I'm I'm sure he's fine. Ooh, he got a pay um, pay raise. Nice. Uh, but uh, maybe who knows? Um, but uh, I don't know. Without Tartakovsky directing, like I, the I same think dialogue for the upcoming video game. I think the um first three are pretty pretty solid like you get tartakovsky's feel through it and i'm just i don't know like they're either going to have to do something on their own or it's just going to feel like someone trying to do tartakovsky and i can't imagine that's going to go well right children of the night i will watch it but i don't have faith i'm going to like it as much as those first three and now you don't have to pay for it now i don't have to pay for it man's hot all right actually not hot that was the whole point um we got, do we like Field of Dreams in this panel? I love Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come? Yeah. Cool. I haven't seen it. Uh, Kevin Costner. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. He's a kid in that one. Oh. Seriously? I could be thinking about the other one. Angels, because he's playing. He's Oscar. an angel. Yeah, angel in the Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, hold up, hold up. Baseball <laughs> movies are all the same. Which one is the? Which one? James Earl Jones is one of these, right? Yeah, Sandlot. Yeah, Sandlot. yeah, no. Well, he's also in a uh, Field of Dreams. Oh, I haven't I seen it. it. <laughs> yeah, right. James Earl Jones is in the Sandlot, and he's also in Field of Dreams. I love it. All right. Anyway, uh, now that we got that over with, isn't there a movie where John Goodman plays with Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Ruth Bader. Nope. Babe Ruth. I really <laughs> want to see John Goodman as R- RGB. <laughs> he would rock that dress that she wears. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I'm imagining RGB with like a baseball bat. Yes, I am. I could just see her on the top. I just see RGB in, this, in, her, uh, in her justice seat. May she rest in peace. That's the. Uh, with, in a Yankees out uniform with a freaking baseball bat as her cowboy. Um, th- that's the multiverse. <laughs> she freaking. Loki, I want to see. She does the point, lifts up a ball, and whacks it into the courtroom. <laughs> What's that movie? What's that movie that Adam Sandler. Click. No. Click two. No. Click three. Th- those movies don't exist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Water Boy. Uh, no, the the one where he plays S- golf. Oh, Happy, Happy Gilmore. Madison. Oh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Ha- Happy Gilmore. Happy yeah. Madison is a production company. Happy Madison is a production company. Happy yeah. Gilmore. Uh, I recently watched that. I don't know if I mentioned it on the show. It's good. Oh, cool. I love that movie. Yeah, it's, great it's all movie. on the hips. It's a good one. I've seen, it, go- be- I've seen it before, but I really got to like go to your happy place. It's just like a bunch of like like <laughs> like women in like with like money <laughs> like and beer and beer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like Shooter McGavin. That cast is stacked. Uh, yeah, girl, uh, the girl from Modern Family. She's Julie. It was to to answer your qu- answer your question, Brandon. No, I don't know what movie. Um, jo- if John Goodman plays Babe Ruth, then yeah. he might. I just don't can't think of it at the top of my head. All right. Anyway, the news though. Field of Dreams. Field, Field of, dreams. of Dreams. Mike Schur, who is the creator of The Good Place, sure, one of the Ooh. creators of The Good Place, uh, will adapt the film as a new drama series. It's called The Babe. It's called the Babe. There it's called it is. Called the Babe. Mm. Okay, makes sense. Okay, so f- so make sure the good place doing Field of Dreams as a drama, okay. like a TV show or a movie. TV show. Okay. I mean, sure. I'm okay with as that. as a drama. Okay. Yeah. I like uh, Good Place. Yeah, Good Place is good. That's funny though. That's true. I don't uh, want. I don't want the sad set. I want the yeah. ha-has. I I feel like mm. Good Place is almost a dramedy. I know. Like it's it's on that line. Yeah. I want to say I don't know how I feel about Field of Dreams turning into a, a drama series. I mean, it could work. 
Uh, I, mean, but I mean, it's a pretty basic concept. You can do a is. lot with it. You can. Yeah. I mean, if it's you not like it. you're. It's not like you're stepping on anything true, to true. do a new field of dream story. You're. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You're uh, stepping. Is on Joseph Gordon Levitt going to be in this one? No, I hope Kevin. I hope they build it, and Kevin Costner's ghost comes out, and he's like, "Yo, you, you got to build it." Although, <laughs> and then, and then after the line. <laughs> although speaking of field of dreams, because I thought Brandon, what you're going to mention on the news is that they actually, because there actually is a baseball field in Iowa where the movie was, where they built an actual baseball field. And a game between the White Sox and the Yankees was played there, and the players came out of the corn like they do ben, in the movie. Nice. Question? Yeah. Why do you think I would put that in the news? Because you thought, you know, I like baseball, and that's really cool. What makes you think I movie? saw that? <laughs> I don't know. I definitely don't know what you're talking you about. You say Field of Dreams. That's the first thing that came to my head. I think of Justin Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even in that movie. <laughs> I've seen both oh, of Oh, I'm movies. thinking of Looper. <laughs> Sports ball. Thinking of Angels in the Outfield. That's Angels what in the thinking. Outfield and Field of Dreams are both great movies. Um, I'm thinking of ten things you hate about you. I hate about your show. Heath Ledger. All right. <laughs> Armor Wars n- had some news. Oh yeah, I love it. The, ro- uh, the new Roadie TV series. Uh, did you see what Kevin Hart did on his show? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that was fun. <laughs> um, Armor Wars. Yasir Lester, uh, creator of Black Monday, uh, will be the head writer of Armor Wars. Cool. Nice. Man, yeah. that show's happening. I love it. Yeah, I'm really excited. He landed the bid. Uh, his pitch won. Good for him. Oh, that's cool. Huh. Mag just answer, answered uh, The Babe. That was the show or the movie. The movie, yeah. That, yeah. that, yep. that Thank you, Mag. Thank you, Mag. Uh, more comic book world news the things. World Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. The world of Wakanda. Yep. Straight from the mouth of Kevin Feige, who's sick of everything. <laughs> I, I, I'm turning into Jeff Goldblum. He's sick of one specific yeah. thing. Uh, on any other on any other planet, I'd be a, a millions of years old uh, here on Sakaar. <laughs> That's uh, actually a pretty good uh, Grandmaster impression, by the way. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm, my Goldblum's all right. Uh, okay, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Riri Williams, uh, Ironheart. Uh, Kevin Feige himself said that they will make uh, their debut in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, this has me excited because in my mind, I I had always been thinking of like, once we knew the title Black Panther, Wakanda Forever... I'd always oh, been thinking of that. it as like pr- pretty much following stuff happening in Wakanda. Um, and this actually has me thinking, oh, we're going to follow up on the outreach stuff. We're going to follow up on what they set up at the end of the movie of yeah. Wakanda, like reaching out to communities and stuff. So people are going to find out about Riri and Wakanda is going to want to support her. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. I'm 100% in, into this. Uh, I, I really hope that's what's up. I hope that it's like, her out there in this outreach program connects with her. Yeah. yeah. And I hope that's like a core point of what we're seeing in how their relationship with the world has changed. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah me too. I think mean, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Um like it, so like it's uh the Black Pan the Black Panther like outreach stuff happened in Oakland, but like that doesn't mean that they can't do it in any other city. Because Riri is born in Chicago. That's where her story starts and then she goes to MIT. So like they can do Wakanda stuff in Chicago. Or honestly, if they just move her to Oakland, like, it's not that big of a deal either. But but um, the implication was that they were doing what they were doing in Oakland in other places yeah, too. Yeah. And so like a city like Chicago totally makes sense. Yeah. Like you could definitely do this. This is yeah. this is a I'm I can't I when I saw this news I really couldn't believe it. Like I knew Riri was coming, but like she is like these these legacy characters like the Young Avengers like they're 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 older than Riri's not that old she's a couple years old this is really cool um, I really cannot wait for like the mainstream audiences to freak out because they're they're gonna meet her but they're not gonna know like yo you're looking at the next Iron Man yeah mm-hmm. it's so cool oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, real quickly you know that that figure I got you 
um, and that line is the Tony Stark, but his head is a hologram because he's an AI. AI Tony suit. Stark, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that figure. I was like, hmm. Yeah, I I did a poll on Twitter, and most people do not think he will be an AI in that in that series. I I, yeah. I I want it just because I like that's the thing that did I, the comic. I will follow up and say I also don't think he will be an AI in that series. Yeah, I do think he'll be an AI in a movie, eventually, because I don't think she'll necessarily mess with anything Stark related in the first series. But that's how she built her suit. Yeah, she could definitely. But I also think she could build her suit inspired by that stuff and yeah. not necessarily get like, hey, so Tony built this thing that Pepper like comes in. I I think she spent some time as Ironheart before Pepper's like. So yeah, there's this thing. Yeah, yeah. but like she is in directly inspired by Iron Man. Like there's. Oh no, yeah, I'm not trying to say yeah, she's yeah, not. I'm yeah. just saying like you can definitely not have to pay him for a show. No, but absolutely. Pay him for a movie. Yeah, and I could definitely see that being the way. This no, yeah, goes. he's not essential to like her actual character. I just want to see it because I like Robert Downey Jr. Same. Yeah, I uh, I'm really excited about this. I think that's really interesting that we're now we're sitting in a place where uh, these new characters that were. That we haven't been introduced to, we know their next three appearances, <laughs> right? Because um, Ironheart, we know, is in now Black Panther, her own show, and yeah. we know she's in Armor Wars. Yeah, um, like America Chavez is in Doctor Strange too, and like that actress was at the premiere for, for like Shang Chi, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, you know is, who she, else is she in Shang Chi? Oh my god, was was at the premiere oh, for Shang Chi? Oh, are ben? we moving to the next news? Are you talking about the king? <laughs> yeah, he is. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley, ben Kingsley was at the premiere for yeah. Shang-Chi. Trevor, Trevor Slattery Trevor himself. Slattery. Oh. Olé, olé, I hope olé. I hope it's not just them being cheeky. No, he's 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 in it. He's, it's gonna be he's so confirmed. good. He's I'm so excited. Yeah, so excited. Uh, that's like that's this so is the soon. first premiere. Th- th- it's notable because this is the first premiere he's been to for a Marvel film since Iron Man three. I'm mm-hmm. so happy. I'm so happy. Me too. That Ben yeah. Kingsley will be. Like his Even connection if it's to the five stuff acknowledged. I don't give a crap. It's amazing. I, I don't care if we just see him slave Leia style <laughs> in a sprawled out in front of the man. He's just in a that's prison. It. That's yeah. it. Oh, this is gonna be I'm great. into that. All He's right. definitely going to get like his ass kicked or something in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's just in prison. Yeah. Okay. I forgot to put this one in here, but I did want to talk about it. Um, there's a new, the next DC animated film we know about. Uh, we know about uh, Injustice coming, the one after that that looks to be the next in the series that is currently going, starting with Superman Man of Tomorrow, Catwoman Hunted. I did not hear about this. This is exciting. Uh, although they just say it's an anime film, so I'm probably wrong about where it sits. Anime. Um, yeah, so Catwoman is getting a film. This is going to be her first animated film. This is great. Um, this will be directed uh, by... Uh, accredited director and artist. Oh my god. Shinsuke <gasps> Terasawa. This is incredible. Who did Akira, Mobile Suit Gundam. Wow. Um, and <gasps> Elizabeth, oh, she's great. Elizabeth Giles from Victorious will be, will be Catwoman. Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine-Nine will be Batwoman. That's great. Ooh. This is great. Um, Steve Bloom, Solomon Grundy. Yeah. Zara Fazel as Talia al Ghul and Nosferatu. Ooh. Jonathan Bakes as Black Mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith David as Tobias Whale. Okay. And Jonathan Frakes uh, Riker himself as King Faraday and Boss Moxie. That's <laughs> just some obscure villains. Yeah. I love it. Um, so yeah, that's Bias that's basically all I, we know. I love Catwoman. I'm a big fan of of if you're if you're a, a character in comics and you got a cat involved, you're black cat or Catwoman. I'm into it. Uh, and this yeah, an anime directed by the dudes who did like Gundam. This looks incredible. Cool. Yeah, I, I I saw this and I meant to put this one it's on there. It's gonna be like an anime heist movie. Thank you. I forgot to put it on there. Thank you, uh, Lord. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. I love the it current direction for animated films. This is awesome. Batman Ninja Rules. Yeah, give me more of that. I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Mag's in the chat. What up, Mag? Yeah, right. he says I need to know where Nighthawk though. Oh. I don't know who Nighthawk is. Nighthawk's a Marvel character. Oh, okay. 
What about Darkhawk? Nar- also, wait, Nighthawk. Darkhawk is also a Barbuck. Wait, who's Nighthawk? Is Nighthawk also a... M- oh, no. What happened? Hold on. I gotta <laughs> look this up. Mag, do you mean Nightwing? Uh-oh. Hold on. All who's right. Nighthawk? Should we, should we move on? Yeah, move on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Night- Nighthawk's Squadron Supreme, isn't he? Yes. Wait, I thought that was... Da- uh, yes, Nighthawk. Oh, yeah. Nighthawk's Sh- Squadron Supreme. He's the, the Batman. That's right. That's yeah. not Darkhawk. We'll see him. We'll see him when we see the Squadron Supreme. Which will be, I bet, sooner than you think. Uh, Black Canary was on the news this week. Oh, this y- was a fun one. <sighs> this is. Uh, I was so happy, and then I wasn't. Oh, I was not. Okay, yeah, go. Okay. Well, anyway, so at first Collider uh, said, "Oh no, not yeah." It was Collider said that a a Black Canary film spinoff of Birds of Prey is being worked on by Misha, by Misha Green, uh, Lovecraft Country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Journey Smollett obviously reprising her role uh, as as Black Canary. Um, now it has been confirmed by both Jenny Smollett and Misha Green that they are in the early stages working on an HBO Max film. Uh, that's where I'm mad. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it. Um, the moment... Okay, so Ryan told me that... I didn't see that part. Neither so, did I. <laughs> so Ryan told me this. He came down when it was announced, and he's like, oh, this is happening. And I'm like, that's great. Did they say if it's HBO Max or theaters? And he's like, no. And then it's HBO Max, and I'm like... Why do we keep putting the non-white all people the diversity on characters HBO Max? Are on HBO Max. Excuse me, what are we doing? Come on, man. Yeah, I agree. It's it's getting to the point where it's like really transparent. It's like you can it's obvious. I'm waiting for them to announce that the Black Superman film's going to HBO Max. Yeah, I'm going to riot. <laughs> Which one? The Tana Hesse Coates. Oh yeah, we don't know if that one is. We know about the Michael B. Jordan one though. Yep. Which might be a series apparently. HBO Max I, series. I'm like I'm like this is this is not okay, guys. Yeah. That yeah. we're gonna keep putting the diversity heroes on HBO Max only. What's up? And Batgirl. Yeah. Um. Oh, woman character diversity. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah. All right. Uh. Yeah, Misha Green. Well, that's uh, cool. She's doing. She'll probably do Tomb Raider first, and then do uh, and then do this. Yep. Because they're in the early stages. Uh, but that's cool. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm really happy that it's Misha Green and Journey Smollett. Like, I'm. Super yeah, they stoked. they work well together. Yeah. Yeah. This would be their third thing together, I believe. Underground? Uh, Underground and Lovecraft Country. Yeah. All right. Probably the most surprising news for me, uh, and Sparks, I would hope, is that Adventure Time announced that a new spinoff is coming. I won't say this was actually surprising, but I am glad that it's happening. So uh, HBO Max has ordered a 10-episode miniseries, uh, or series, they uh, they they weren't too clear, um, about Fiona and Cake, the gender-swapped versions of Finn Finn and Jake. Um, who are actually from a parallel dimension. Yeah, so um, if you watch all of Adventure Time, what you know is that uh, Ice King keeps writing about Fiona and Cake, but he's actually like constantly trying to find a way to connect to them. And we know that in this new series, we're getting Simon, who is yeah. the former Ice King, mm-hmm. uh, connecting with them finally. I That's wild. Well, if you uh, there's one episode specifically where they, where they reveal... You know, they don't really like say what it is, but they do reveal that that Ice King is writing about these adventures because he's getting them beamed into his head from right. somewhere. Um, and this would be be um, Simon now meeting Fiona and Cake. And the idea is that um, I'll just read this real quickly. We'll see Fiona and Cake team up with Simon Petrikov to embark on a multiverse hopping adventure and journey of self discovery. All the while, a powerful new antagonist determined to track them down and erase them from existence lurks in the shadows. Ooh. Yeah. So we're, we're you can just the Adventure Time is so vast at this point. You can do so many things. I so haven't. Forever. I didn't finish Adventure Time, but I got to Fiona and Cake, and I will absolutely watch more of those characters. I love what Mag has to say. What I assume is Adventure Time. He says need some answers with this universe. <laughs> could be in DC. Or yeah. Uh, but yeah, Adventure. Uh, yeah, the biggest lingering question 
does Simon and Betty reunite? This could Ooh. answer that. I doubt Betty. Could. Betty. Yeah. Simon's given Betty. the given the finale of Adventure Time, I doubt it. Yeah, I don't know. I want them to have happy endings. I understand that. Um, I think that I I will without saying anything about the ending. I will say that I think that it is better. Kind of sad. Mm. I don't know if it's better. Better, better. Uh, Adam Muto, who is the executive producer, who has been the showrunner creator since Pendleton Ward left uh, left Adventure Time. Uh, he's been with Adventure Time since. Um, he is going to serve as the executive producer and showrunner of the show. So amazing! Like with everything. Awesome! I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, I think that's really great. I love that there can still be more Adventure Time in the world. Yeah. Okay. Trailers. Tea talk. Well, that was quick. Well, not really. It's it's an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Black Myth Wukong. Hey, guys. I like video games. This looks cool. (laughs) Hey, guys. This is my most anticipated video game currently. Hell, yeah. Hey, guys. I want this so bad. Hey, guys. This looks pretty damn cool. They say next year, and I believe them. Do you? I don't know, man. It looks really good. It lo- it's a PS5 game, baby. Oh, yeah. It's either a oh, PS5 yeah. game or it's a PC-only game. Cause that, I, I remember <laughs> at the that end, scared it, me. So we, right. saw, we watched a 12-minute long gameplay trailer, and at the very end of it, um, it was we saw Epic Games, uh, Steam, the Steam logo, yeah. right? And and yeah, yeah. That's that all was, PC stuff, yeah. And, that, and all pretty much all PC stuff. So we're like, ooh. Yeah. Okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if, if it comes to PC first. Um, especially if it's a game, um, if it doesn't have an English uh, dub, if it's just like if it's just like a Japanese Chinese or oh, Chinese for game, sure, for sure. Chinese, then it's yeah. definitely like an import situation, maybe. Yeah. So like PC might have to be the way to go. Right. Yeah, because all the, the the entire trailer, there is a few subtitles. Not the entire thing was subtitled. This is this yeah. is one of those games. Like this trailer did cement for me that like I w- think I would do this non dub. Yeah. If I have the choice, I think I would prefer to do this non dub. How it's supposed mm-hmm. to be? Yeah. Yeah. Call of Duty Vanguard. I didn't think you'd put this on there, but I appreciate it. This one's just for me. Uh, Call of Duty, I used to be super big on Call of Duty, and then they stopped putting campaigns in there because literally like 2% of the people who buy the games play the campaigns. They only play it for multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So they chucked it, and a lot of those campaigns are really good. Um, and this team specifically, it's it's a very diverse team of writers, uh, like people I follow on the internet, and they, they seem to be extremely, extremely excited for the stuff they're doing with this campaign. Um so it's made me really excited because, like, I know the stuff that, like, they're fighting for diversity in, like, in, like, big shooter games. You know, it's not something mm. you really think about. Cool. Well, yeah, but it's, like, it's well, like, a f- like it's a mostly female-led team writing this game. Nice. Wow. Yeah. The so, trailer didn't sell me, but you did. No, yeah. And, and th- again, the trailer, it's just, like, another... It's because it's cinematics, and that's yeah. why I'm, like... Okay. Some of it I mean, is some cool. of it is gameplay. Okay. Yeah, yeah so you, can, you can tell which, which parts of it were gameplay. Yeah, yeah. But I was also... Because, I mean... To be perfectly it's honest, just a tr- it's just a trailer, yeah. It's well, not no, a- well, not just that. To, to be perfectly honest, every time I hear Call of Duty, whatever this year's version of Call of Duty is going to be, I write it off. I, I, I used to be into Call of Duty, like Call of Duty 2, 3. I was hyped for Modern Warfare 3. And then I just fell off the train because I just, yeah. like, I don't care about these games anymore. I think yeah. I stopped at Modern Warfare. Yeah. The first um, one. Um, yeah, but like th- this one, like I, I believe in the team, and like it is on PS5, like native PS5, instead of being like a you know a backwards compatible PS4, PS5 game. So like it's gonna look good, and I and I really enjoy a good shooter campaign, and I haven't had one in a long time. Solid. Um, so I mean, for me, the best shooter campaign I've had in a long time was Doom 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did but but that? that's not like a military. That's shooter. true. It's not. Yeah. Did you say that Halo Infinite's not gonna launch with multiplayer? What? It's, no, it's not. It's it's oh, yeah. it's not launching with co-op campaign. With oh, co-op campaign, right? right. Which oh. is just as bad. No, yeah. Oh no, that what that, the hell? So that game's in a bad state. It it is coming out this year with k- single-player campaign and multiplayer. That's it. No forge. It no is co-op coming campaign. out 
Come hell or high water. And and they said and they have not put a release date on it still. But they're saying it's coming 2021 no matter what. They're so gonna shit that game out. They're oh. gonna shit that game out and they're gonna update it for three oh years, guys. No. Oh no, I oh at least they're being transparent about it early, which I guess is fine, but it still sucks. Oh, three four three, what are you doing? They're they're they don't have enough time to make the best game that they want. I'm glad I decided not to pick up this game. Hey, if you have Game Pass, you don't even have to buy it. That's true. It's true. Yeah, you go. Yeah, I remember Halo was the dopest, you guys. What a shame. There were two Pokemon trailers that dropped this week. Yes, yeah. there were. Oh, yeah, Ben. Let's go. Yeah, let's go on an adventure. Should we talk about uh, the remakes or Arceus Let's talk about first? the remake. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are the two remakes. We got the final trailer coming out. They're both games are going to be released on November 19th. And I am excited because Diamond was the game that got me back into Pokemon. I completely skipped Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, and I picked up Diamond, and I love. See, on the opposite, I played Ruby, and then this is the one I skipped, so I might play this one. Um, I have like when when this remake was first released, a lot of people were saying like, "Oh, I don't like the chibi styles." Like, the chibi style is freaking adorable. What's it's it's I mean, cute. Like, it's just a style. Like I I I get what yeah. people don't like it, but I think some people are being a little crazy. Yeah, they are being. I feel like some people are just being mean for mean sake. People on the internet being mean. Yeah, yeah. of course. Twitter. Shocking, isn't yeah. it? I think like I mean, it's still. Hey, man, if you played a Pokemon game, you know exactly what it, what it is. And but also, like, and this is a remake. Yeah. This is a remake of a highly beloved Pokemon game, and it's like, hey, there. It's like, here you go. We're gonna have to do some good new quality of life They've, improvements. Yeah. Um, They've added stuff from Sword and Shield, like like fashion uh-huh. and like you know like um like uh there's like Pokemon like style events and things you do. Well, that was in the original game. That was in the original. Oh, but it was? Now, yeah. Oh, it was. I didn't play that one. You okay. got to you essentially it was like a Pokemon fashion show. Yeah. And if you had the cutest Pokemon, then you got to then you like won special prizes. Yeah. But now they're doing a little more like when you were saying stickers, <laughs> you get to add stickers to a Pokeball, and then when you take when you throw the Pokemon out in a battle, you get little effects instead of the standard Pokeball. It's effect. a cute little cosmetic thing. It's a know? nice yeah, yeah. It's a nice little cosmetic thing, but other than that. The game looks gorgeous. I mean, it's not. I know. Go looking at three D, uh, DS graphics to the Switch graphics, it's like leaps and bounds better. Yeah. But just seeing the gameplay and seeing the animations of the trainers, it's like this looks really good. Yeah. Uh, th- there's like a new underground system where it's like it's almost like like a Zelda Dark World. There's like an entire underworld th- I, like of this level. I uh, want to say a version of that was in the original. I mean, oh. to, to to be perfectly honest, when I played Diamond, I just did the main story and got out. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I didn't do any of this other. I didn't do the side stuff. I didn't do the underground. I just tried to to beat. I just went to the Elite Four. Once I beat them, I was gone. It just seems like there's a lot of content. Was the yeah. Alphabet Pokemon Uno? Uh, missing now. Okay, yeah, missing now. Wait, wait. Are, are you talking about unknown? Unknown. Oh, un- what missing now? Oh, uh, that's Missingo is the glitch. That's the, whoa. That I just transported back to like 1999 with that. Oh you my did. Missingo is the glitch. The alphabet is unknown. That's uh, so crazy. Uh, what do you want to know, Brandon? Unknown. Oh, I was just. I just remember. The last time I played a Pokemon game, I went through that cave. Yep, and got oh, up the letters on, oh, all yeah. the time to yep, collect yep. them all. Oh yeah, that was gold and silver. That was a while ago. Dumb. I wasted <laughs> my time. <laughs> Twenty-six different Pokemon <laughs> you had to go through for that. Uh, <laughs> Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, I won't say blew my mind, but like it's definitely like that is this is the Pokemon game that I have wanted, like I an def- open world. Yeah. I definitely feel that for as. I'm obviously Diamond and Ruby or Diamond and Ruby Diamond and Pearl are remakes. Yeah. So that foundation is there. All they can do is just build upon that. Arceus is a completely new game and I feel that this is if whatever new dual versions of Pokémon we're going to get, this is the style we're going to get from it. Cuz just looking at it, it's like this is kind of like what I wanted with Sword and Shield and kind of what I feel like Sword and Shield missed you, the mark. You think this is the future of Pokémon? Yes. Yeah, I, I yeah, 100% I, agree I, with that. I agree with that. Yeah, like 
I, I did think like this. It's still like it looked a little chuggy at times. Like oh, like, it's definitely pushing against that Switch hardware. And that Switch mm-hmm. is not a powerful machine either. So that's really problematic right there already. But like. For, for being the foundation of, of what the future of Pokemon games is like, this is what I want. Open world, you can ride around on your Pokemon. Like, mm-hmm. it, is, it is those Pokemon games that's expanded outwards. Um, so this is what I want. It, like, I, it still looks really, really, like, not in great shape. So, like, I, it, yeah. it's still, like, a year away. It so looks like, rough. It looks rough. So, like, yeah, it's still a year away. It's about six months away. Cause it's coming oh, out. six months away? Uh, Oops. Less I than six months. I it's coming con- out in January, I think. I think the concept looks, like, as good and, and, like, what they're wanting to do. I do think that the game doesn't look on the quality level that I think it should be a Pokemon for. game normally yeah. has partially because again, like the switch hardware is limiting them. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas and that just sucks. Whereas sword and shield, it looks gorgeous, but once again, that's a remake. There's not a lot. They're not building anything from the ground. You I mean, you mean Pearl and damn it. I said sword <laughs> and shield. <laughs> okay. You did Pearl and Di- diamond and Pearl. That's what I meant. I saw, um, I watched some wind waker footage. Uh, somebody modded like they had like a p- modded like GameCube day to run it on a PC and they ran wind waker and Unreal engine four. And like, so like wind waker looked like a 2021 20, game. Nintendo, oh my god, if they just got with the times, dude, oh my god. Yeah. Like, they would make the most beautiful, incredible games. Because, like, their gameplay is solid. It's just, like, they're it always kind of behind the graphics. Yeah. Man. Just, yeah, it, 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 I want to be more excited. I want to believe in this game, but, like, it just... Ugh, I think rough. the thing that gets me is, like, I'm looking at the character models, and I'm like, these look like the relatively the same level of character models that I'm encountering in Let's Go Pikachu. 100%. And I'm like, we need to move forward. Yes. But the problem is they're going back in time, so it's like they're gonna keep. No, every- for sure. But I mean, like, like the 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 graphic wise, like oh, the yeah, way yeah. that they move, the way that they are. I'm like, these low, are, low these are like, yeah, and and I'm like, we should be striving harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Nightbooks. Kirsten Ritter is a witch lady. She is a witch lady. Got to get these kids to write them nightbooks. Yeah, this was alright. This is a new Netflix movie. I'm movie. Intrigued. Movie. Yeah, movie. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I like Christian Ritter. Yeah, it um, I like Goosebumps and that yeah. house with the clock in the walls. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, throwback to yep, uh, yep, yep. <laughs> throwback to a uh, time <laughs> when uh, Brad said yeah. something else that rhymes with the word clock, but we're not going to say it on the air. Use your imagination, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, uh, I was by about the way, to. S- by the way, Mag said that they changed parts of the contest. Oh yeah, for, he, uh, the remakes. Yeah, I totally. Did. Um, when he says contest, I'm pretty sure he means like the beauty contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm assuming so. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, nightbooks. Um, yeah, like a kid has to write some some spooky stories for a witch lady. Like it seems like S- a spooky witch Arabian Nights. There you go. It looks like a charming kids movie. Yeah. Yeah. Squid Game. Yeah, this looks wild. It's what like if, a what if battle royale, but it's a game show and we do it to the adults. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's about time. Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> uh, yeah, this looks like a cool premise. Um, Love Battle Royale. It's interesting that it's like a whole series. Uh, so, like, I I wonder how much happens in each this episode. This is a Korean language show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right look, th- this looks wild. I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay, love you. Yeah, um, yeah, it looks cool. I'll, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll, I can't say I'm going to watch it anytime soon, but it definitely looks cool. You know what I really want to see? I want to see that zombie feudal Japan show. Oh, Kingdom, the yeah. show that I talk about, the how great it is? Yeah. No, 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 South Korean. It is South Korean. It's South Korean. Yeah, so yeah. is this. Squid Game. Squid Game. Yes. Uh, that's why I remember. Um, yeah, Kingdom just had a um, a Netflix movie come out. Um, that's like it's like a side story. It's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Really got to watch. Yeah, ki- Squid Game looks really. Got to catch up on these shows. There's too many. Got to catch up on them all. Uh, boy. Remember Pokemon. Remember Masters of the Universe Re- Revelation. Yeah, I do. No. Well, haven't watched well, it, wait, but yeah, y- sure. Y- yeah, Kevin Smith did a Masters of the Universe Revelations. We all remember that. I, I do. do. He did a revelation. Yeah. Um, well, now there's a new He-Man show coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, they canceled it already. 
No, that's not true. Um, He-Man and the Master of the Universe is going to be a reimagining of the He-Man saga, a more futuristic style. Um, this is about from the same studio that put out Troll Hunters, Three Below, and Wizards. Yeah, I, yep. Uh, I do really enjoy their animation, to be fair. I um, think it works for those shows. Uh, it did not work for me in this there's show. There's not a lot working for me in this one. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm sure it works for some people, but it's like, I just, this sure art, kids will like it. This art style for this universe uh, it just, just didn't click with me, which is, you know, which is fine. Yeah. I, I mean, some of the jokes, some, some of the jokes do, did did land a little bit in this in this trailer, um, so I might give it a shot. I'd sooner watch the Revelations I, show. Yeah, though. of the two He Man oh, yeah. shows, I would watch that. The other one, yeah. I would personally watch Revelations, but um, I and mean, to be fair, this is I think this is the point: a kid show and an adult, an adult yeah, show. I yeah, I think I think that too. Um, I saw some really gross uh, headline articles about this, and I'm like, I'm not gonna give that person the satisfaction of the click, so I'm gonna ignore that. No clicks. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't like seeing He Man in this animation. Yeah. Sure. I don't. I don't I think it looks good. Yeah, yeah I got you. Um, okay. I mean, if you do like it, more power to you. That's awesome. I just don't think it translates well. Yeah, I got you. His big eyes bother me, You're and they don't bother me on literally any other character I've ever seen in this animation style. But for some reason, Hey Man's big eyes just throws me off. But to say one positive about this, Yuri Lowenthal. That I like him. I like the design of the sword. It's because it's a big sword, Ben. Yes. You love big <laughs> swords. Hey, you know, if, if something works for you, something works for you. Absolutely. Uh, okay, that's fine. We're done with that. Unless you got more. It's some kind of He-Man. That was pretty <laughs> bad. That oh. was bad. <laughs> Although them just like walking into it was like, we have to be careful. Zoom. Ah. Mm. That was the one good bit. Foundation. <sighs> Looks really expensive. It Yo, guys, I it's, it's not often that I see a trailer and I just see millions of dollars on screen every second. <laughs> Uh, this looks big and bold in like the big sci-fi way that like I I, I I yearn for. Like this is the type of show that like I want to watch all the time. But just, they don't get made enough, so like I really want to give this one a shot. It's on Apple. I'm sure. I, oh, I got I got free Apple through through yeah, something. This one, this one over there. It's tr- oh, you're funny. <laughs> Do you still have it? Because it was only active for one year after you got your most recent Apple device. No, I think actually through like Xbox Game Pass, I can I can unlock six free months or something. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Xbox Game Pass gives I have free Disney Plus free. Yeah. I I I want to watch the show. I love Lee Pace, um, which I find interesting. I love Jared Harris. Jared Harris, because Xbox is through Microsoft, and Microsoft hates Apple. Hey man, interesting. It's called money, money talks. talks. True. Um, also, it might not be that. Uh, I just know I have like a free thing somewhere. But no, yeah, this looks like a really big like. Hey, like th- the idea is Jared Harris has like has a has a a um what is it an algorithm prophecy prophecy, prophecy? a foundation a yeah. foundation for like the future and it's gonna go against like the empire and it's like a big sci-fi game of thrones thing and i'm like this looks sick this looks great based off a book series based off isaac asimov's book series Sh- uh star wars visions real quickly let me announce the voice cast or some of them i don't i don't have them all real quick before you go yeah. is adam driver in this no okay I, I heard him too. I thought, yeah, um, yeah. He would. He didn't show up in my list. Okay. Um, okay. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Lucy Liu, Bobby Moynihan, Wow. Neil Patrick Harris, Wow. Simu Liu, Ooh. Allison Brie, oh. Masioka, Sweet, David Harbour, yeah. George Takei, oh. Awesome. oh hell yeah, Henry Golding, yeah, Tamara Morrison, yeah, as Boba Fett, uh, Henry Golding, mm-hmm. I said that already, Jamie Chung, James mm-hmm. Hong, uh, yeah. Kyle Chandler, yeah. and more. Those are the those are like the significant names. That those are recognize. literally all famous people. They are. That's yeah. crazy. So they are in Star Wars Visions, which looks incredible. I am so excited for Visions. Oh my god! So the first time I saw this with Sparks, uh, I said to him, "If this lands, I easily can see this being my favorite Star Wars thing ever made." 
Um, just from the trailer alone, I, I've, you know, we've all been a part of Star Wars, uh, like, or at least I've been a part of like the Star Wars like love since I was a child. And Star Wars has always looked the same. It's always looked like a bunch of these people look like these live action people. They always had cartoons, and it looks like it looks like them too. This is the first time Star Wars has really looked like different in like forty years. Um, like straight up anime ass kill a kill animation style happening, and like I am I'm over the moon. I'm like I'm with Ben here. Like I this trailer floored me. The different animation styles really work. Yeah, I'm really excited for all of them. They all look dynamic and fluid and um, unique. Unique. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. there's some the 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 one that's trigger is doing one of the ones that trigger is doing with the with the girl with six lightsaber oh arms. Oh my god! And that, the ra- the lightsabers wrap around the, the, the kid with the the way the kid even just puts the kyber crystal in the lightsaber has got me hyped. I'm like, yeah. damn! Just the, yeah, the way the kyber crystals load up is like he's loading up a gun, but then he turns his lightsaber on and just the art of the trigger. I mean, obviously the trigger one has me hyped up because you know Gurren Lagann and uh, Kill a Kill is like, oh my god, this looks so hype! It looks so gorgeous, but the other there's this other shot that's seared into my brain is when that parasol it's no well that that was pretty cool besides that um it's in the beginning of the trailer it's a black and white uh shot it's where that's well, the one that the parasol's from yeah no no the black and white one where the one that's uh, the same that's the same, same, same style yeah but yeah. he draws the lightsaber it's no, a red lightsaber like he's drawing a, a sword and i'm like this looks so freaking cool yeah um I I'm just so excited. I, I know these are probably when only going to be like 20 minutes long, but when you have actual anime studios make the anime, the anime looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's wild, wild concept. Netflix, get your head out of your ass. There you go, Netflix. Come on. Uh, yeah, so they don't got that Disney money. That's true. Um, I really want. Um, I really kind of want to reach out to Ken Napsok after this is over, so we can talk about Visions with him. Hell yeah! The I'm sure thing. he did. That dude loves Star Wars. He could talk about it. Oh yeah! I'm so excited for Visions. I just want I want to watch Visions the whole thing and maybe. And I love the voice cast. Hell yeah! yeah. That's a lot. These guys voice, are awesome. That voice cast is that voice cast rules. Yeah. That's it. There's no more trailers. Good. Except for Eternals. Oh. Ah. Wrong movie. Well, I mean, there was like there was choirs and stuff. I don't know. We're going into the unknown. That's true. true. We totally are. the uh, most unknown the MCU has ever been. So this is the the final trailer we'll talk about is Eternals. Yes. Uh, the MCU number twenty five. Twenty six. Oh, Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Shang Chi is twenty five. Hey guys, I am so happy that we all agreed that last time that Eternals trailer sucked, but I think we can all agree this one's pretty cool. No, I hated it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved it. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty this cool. one, I, I this one's more of what I wanted. I flashed back when this trailer came out to when I was at D twenty three before the pandemic and everything. Yeah. And uh, they had the like concept art thing, and I took the picture and I said, "Yo, there's a celestial on this banner." And I sent you guys that picture. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what this means. Well, now we know. We see two now celestials in this trailer. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's really this. I love the visualization of the Celestials. I think they look awesome. They're very big, and I love that they are keeping them like how big they are. Because obviously, like nowhere we we've seen in the Guardians movies, like that's a head, and people yeah. live in that. Um, mm-hmm. we see one of the that Celestials creating life and creating a universe at the end. Like that that's first the Celestial, the first Celestial. Yeah, that's awesome. The first Celestial we meet is actually it w- was also in Lego Marvel Superheroes two in the beginning. Go. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy level Gar- you fight Ison well, he's, he's the also Searcher. There you go. Yeah. Um, and that's who that that first one that first. Uh, yeah, uh, he gives a thumbs up and thumbs down. Yeah, I think that's really cool. 
it's yeah. This trailer definitely sold me a lot more. I I'm, I will be honest. I don't think the evil, the villain designs. I don't think the uh, the de- deviants. deviants look particularly good. And I've seen the toys, so I know exactly what they look like. And I think they just look like kind of ugly monsters. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if the rest of the movie looks as stunning as it does, it doesn't. It's not going to bother me. Um, just the fight scene where like when Angelina Jolie has her spear and her shield. Just the way it. I really it like looks. how they visualize the powers of the Eternals. Yeah. yeah. Or even when um like Camille Johnny has like his his finger guns. <laughs> It's just the way that these weapons or these abilities manifest, mm-hmm. or when that one guy, um, uh, Rob Stark from Game of Thrones, I can't remember the actor's name, has the eye beams. Icarus. Thank you, Icarus. Yep. It's like, man, this just looks gorgeous. Yeah, uh, Cersei uh, can turn buses into roses because she can manipulate matter at a reality level. She's... The the thing I'm gonna have uh, interesting with is like the deviants are gonna have to be like incredibly powerful because all of these are literally like god level, uh, like people. Like, Cersei can take on the Avengers all on her own. She can literally turn anything to roses on a whim. So, like, the threat here has to be huge. And I just don't see right now how a dragon monster is going to be the bigger threat than Thanos. But we'll see. But we'll see. I think the Celestials might actually be the threat, and the Deviants, or it's going to be like a racism thing. Like, hey, maybe the Deviants aren't so bad. Interesting uh, thing that I, I... We talked about this when Endgame and Infinity War were coming out. Um, that We speculated that perhaps in this... In the MCU, Thanos is not a deviant. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and I think this trailer kind of solidifies that. Yeah, and because they said they can't interfere unless it's a deviant. Yes, and, if th- and Thanos, if Thanos was a deviant, yes. they'd have to interfere. And it's a bummer because Thanos and Thena are cousins in the comics. Like they are, they are blood relatives. Um, so like you don't have to have Thanos be a deviant, but like they are really, really going out of their way to make sure that they're not tied when they are. Which yeah. kind of, you know, again, comics okay. don't have to line up, whatever. I they've, also feel they've, like they've it's... They've untied characters before in the MCU. Yeah, it's no big deal. I also feel like it's less impactful to, like, have them be related if we're never having Thanos again anyway. Yeah. Like, That's he's, true. he's erased, it's not imp- so it's like, we're not going to do anything. We don't want to live anyway. in, in kind of like, like our Kang, like, uh, we had a nice conversation with our friend Mike that will go up, uh, but, like, it's the Kang conversation of, like, you got to set up another villain, like, you don't want to do it here. And Yeah, I, I, I don't see a problem with it. I, I just think it's... Uh, kind of. They did it because it feels like a loophole. Yeah, like it feels like they were like, well, we have to. If these characters have been around so long, where have they been? Why haven't they interviewed? Well, this would be why. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I accept it. I'm into it. Like, yeah. I, I'm not. I do. I am intrigued it, by the concept that the energy taken to bring back 50% of the universe, uh, is what's causing. The thing that's making them have to come. That's out. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because I. That's if everything. If like. If you just brought back to fifty percent of people who are gone, like it's not like you're gaining extra energy. You're just get, you're regaining. Well, because there's well, a there massive amount of energy that erased everyone. Yeah. And I remember Rocket talks about that the uh, energy the gamma surge or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that probably a similar energy ha- energy surge happened mm. uh, that on, on awakened Earth. the deviants or something or something mm. did something. Yeah. Easier to take all of them out than put them all back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This definitely um, looks like the most impressive visually Marvel movie because like they're using just like you know easy things like just natural lighting and like <laughs> practical effects and stuff it's crazy uh-huh. yeah I, I, I like this a lot more than the first one 100% I, I, oh, I yeah. got a sense of uh, everything that I didn't like about the first one I didn't get a sense of who the characters were um, I had uh, the, the visual style that was that impressed me all that changed in this trailer yep. I definitely understand some of these characters as much as they I, as I need to to enjoy this trailer uh, get me interested in the, in the movie um, way better trailer you still haven't seen Green Knight correct? not yet okay that's okay um uh, an actor from the Green Knight and an actor who shows up in a lot of things, Barry Koenig, his name is. He's the shit uh, thief guy. Anytime that guy shows up in a movie, he's a bad guy. So just get ready for that guy to be an evil, evil eternal. 
because he's got an evil smirk on his face, and I'm just ready for him to be a bad boy. <laughs> um, Every movie. Yeah, I, I, I really, uh, the, the, I'm interested to know what the Eternals origins are going to be in this one. Um, obviously the, uh, uh, Celestials made them, um, but I wonder, like, are they? We see, um, are they Earthlings? Is what I'm wondering. Oh, I, I, I don't think so. No, I think it is. It doesn't even state that they came here a certain amount of seven thousand years, years ago. Yeah. Right. Are there, are there people in 7,000 years? Yeah. They, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, did the Celestials take them, make them Eternals? Oh, I see what you mean. I, I'm going to guess no. Um, yeah. We do see... Because that um, was what it's like in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do see like a little like sphere go into um, uh, uh, Selma Hayek's uh, throat. That's because she is the speaker for the, for the Celestials. She is the one who communicates with them. So she has like a special, special little uh, Adam's apple. She can talk to God. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Man, that movie's coming out soon. So is Shang-Chi. We got so much good stuff. Oh, my yes, God. We do. Shang-Chi's just in a couple weeks. Two. Two weeks. Holy shizzles. Fizzle sticks. Sorry about all that noise. Uh, okay. Should we get into our main topic, then? Let's, yeah, free guy our way there. All right. We are going to be talking about Ryan Reynolds' new film by Sean Levy. Uh, free guy. Free guy. This came out free last guy. week. So, hey, full spoilers for... This film, uh, we're going to be talking about everything about it, so if you don't want to know anything about it, uh, skip ahead, uh, pause, whatever you want to do, uh, just full spoilers, you've been warned. <laughs> so what do we think about Free Guy? Ryan, since you're right next to hey, me. Hey, it's me. I did not want to see this movie because I hated the trailers. Um, and then good word of mouth started happening. I'm like, I don't believe you. And then you guys started watching it. And then I watched it, and this movie's really good, you guys. I think it's pretty good. Ben. Well, I said last week when we, uh, Brandon, you and I talked about this in our, when we were talking about our, our weeks, yeah. and um, I absolutely love this movie. Um, this is my favorite. I like, I, as of right now, this movie for me is better than Ready Player One. Ah, yeah, I really that was wish not ben. a high bar to clear. doing that. Because if you say. Every movie I've seen this year is better than Ready Player One. Every movie I've ever seen is better than Ready Player One. <laughs> no, that's that's overly mean. But it, you always say, this movie is better, is, I like the movie better than Ready Player One. You should like so many before you get to Ready Player One. There should be a hundred movies on he's that making, list. He's making a video game movie comparison. Yes, I understand. Yes, I you know, ass. He always I, does. I mean, like, but I, I also think, like, obviously, <laughs> like, obviously, <laughs> it's obviously a superior film. Is it better than Last Action Hero? I don't know. <laughs> That's where it gets very dicier. similar type of movie. I haven't seen Last Action Hero in like twenty years. So yeah, I no, I was, it. I was the same way. Uh, uh, Sparks. Well, why don't you go? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I I saw it twice this week, so um, that's obviously like I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's it marketed terribly. Um, Horribly. What a what a horrible disparity between marketing and final product. Looking back, the only thing of the marketing I liked was the Deadpool and Cork reaction. I'm. It's not even in the movie. I'm so happy for my girl Jodie Comer, uh, getting to do this. She's awesome. I've become a big fan of her in the past year, and I'm so happy for her having this. She's got the last duel lined up. Yeah, she's she's gonna become know, a household name. Where do you quick. know her from again? Killing Eve. Killing, Killing Eve. Right. I highly recommend everybody watches it. She's the reason to watch that show. She's great on it. Is she Eve? She is not. She's the person who wants to kill Eve. Oh, because okay, they're killing Eve. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, uh, before we uh, go, we got... I cannot say this. He needs vindication. No, I don't need vindication. Uh, but are, he are, told me how. 
uh, Adonis Zedek. <laughs> yeah, I totally butchered that. Adonis Zedek. Adonis Zedek says, I want to know everything. Give me everything. Spoil the whole world for me. Hi we hi. most certainly will. And then he said, I support your barb. And I'm talking about video game movies, <laughs> god damn it. Gotcha. Obviously, every other movie Marty, is better Marty than Ready Player One. Marty, Frack. go see, go see the movie for sure. You're gonna yes. love this. Yeah, uh, yeah, you would like that's it. That's our lot. friend Marty. Yeah, and yeah. then and then go see Wreck It Ralph, and then Wreck It Ralph Two, and then keep going down the line of movies and based watch that have video games in hero. them. The Last Action Hero, and Even then probably movie. start Ready Player One. Anyway, uh, I'm done with the bit. I promise. Listen, are you? Listen, yes. it's just a sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. Uh, I adore this movie. Uh, this is uh, not my favorite movie of the year. Um, I don't know what it is yet, uh, but this will definitely meet my top ten movies uh, of the year. This didn't have a green least. a green night in it, so. Sorry, <laughs> 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 are you Fire sure? Fire. Are you sure about uh, that? <laughs> I didn't see the deleted scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I was so I was I, I I did go back to watch the first trailer, and I do remember the very first trailer, uh, eighteen hundred years ago, mm-hmm. um, that I was I was interested. I, I it got me like interested in the movie, and I was probably gonna see it anyway. Um, and then. It was marketed for the for the next decade of our lives, um, and I just and, I just and got poorly sick of it. and marketed poorly, poorly. Yeah, uh, each time worse than the last. Like now that I've seen the movie, I know what it is. They don't lean into what makes the movie good at all. No, no. Like none of the heart, none of the fun, none of like the like a guy trying to and like become something. Like none of that stuff. There's kind of a benefit in the fact that like when I saw it. None of the best bits had been ruined for That's me. True, not yeah. a single one, because none of them had been shown in the trailers. And yeah. I'm like, wow, all this really hits. And I'm like, <laughs> boy, but the marketing was so bad. Yeah, uh, there are moments in in the trailer that we see as like at the, at the end of the trailer that are in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, and I I for the mo- for a movie that had like four or five trailers, the fact that they didn't show like Spark said the best bits is honestly shocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't. They didn't eventually spoil. Because something. I think, I think, like the best stuff in the movie is like a lot of the smaller stuff. Even though it is a big fun movie, like yeah. the stuff that I think about are some of these smaller jokes and some of the smaller, like smaller, like human moments that like you don't do in trailers. And I think everyone shines. I love the. I love Jodie Comer and I love Stephen from Stranger Things. Joe Carey. Joe. Uh, uh, Not Joe Carey. No. Uh, Jojo it's Rabbit. A, no. anyway, His he, name is Joe, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, as far as looking it up, I'll, I'll just say what my, my thought yeah. was. I think they're both great. Uh, I think their chemistry works. I think their characters work really well in the script. Um, uh, I, I Joe Keery. Joe Keery. Ah. Keery. I really enjoy uh, the two dynamic. And uh, I'll wait for this one, actually. This one, my favorite part, one of my favorite parts of the movie. I don't want to. I think we'll wait to get yeah. to it. Uh, I think I know what I think I know what you're talking actually, about. Actually, I might just say it. Um, it's at the end when the when they when they come together. Um, and then they, they come together and they're like, oh, and then it cuts to, it cuts to black before they kiss. Mm, yeah. Because we got to get to the real love story of the movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is buddy and guy, yeah. which are buddy and guy reuniting. God damn it. I agree with you. I, when that happened, I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. too bad. We don't get the emotional resonance. And then buddy. And I'm like, oh, this is why. The yeah. second buddy shows up when he comes back. I'm like, yes, <laughs> buddy's did there. Cause it's because buddy's death makes me cry. Yeah. It's, I, it's, it I was shocked. Um, because like, it's, it's not like these are like, they have like a lot of real depth, yeah. but like it feels so real. It's like, no nah, man, I'm going to be okay. Things will be all right. I might die buddy, now, but like I'm here helping my friend. This was the best day of my life. Yeah, and He's like, about to die. I'm like, Oh my God. I freaking love the conversation. Cause there are so many things about this movie that could just like resonate with me on a personal level. And also what's going on in the world as of right now. 
Um, but the conversation with um, between Guy and Buddy when Guy is at Buddy's apartment. God oh damn my it, that's God. what I was gonna bring up. Then. Yeah, so it's the best line in the movie. Yeah, it's like it's the best just, scene in the movie when he when they're talking. It's like because that's when Guy realizes, that, "Holy shit, I'm an NPC. I'm not real." Yeah, and then he's talking to so Buddy what? about it, and Buddy's like. Is this not real? What you and I are going through? Are I'm us helping talking? my best friend? No, get no. A tough oh, yeah. Importantly, because this concept has been done in other films and it's always handled not this way, yeah. which is that he's like, okay, so I'm not real. So what? Yeah. What do you mean, so what? And he's like, it, it, even if I'm not real and all this is fabricated and you're not real, this, this moment, moment is real. Yeah. yeah. Right here, right it's now, what we're shit. doing, that's real. Yeah. And that's yeah. enough. Yeah. And like the other thing that I remember earlier in the film is like right when uh when guy gets the glasses and he's talking about it, it's like we can do so much more than what we're than just go to work, clock in and clock out every day. Yep. And I know that and um, I know that's like the slippery slope for like guy finding out exactly what this world is really is, but at the same time I'm just sitting there going, "Oh hell yeah, I can't be more than I'm what I, I'm doing this, right this now." Is this is very much like, hey, you don't have to live a mundane life, real regular person. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I really appreciate that when guy starts glitching, uh, well, not really glitching, but when his AI is unlocked uh, because he he sees Jodie Comer, um, he affects the other people in the world in different ways. When um, when uh, Stephen, I can't remember his character name now. Um, oh, Joker. Keys. 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 Yeah. When when Keys uh, looks through the a- looks through the individual NPC AI and it's like. Uh, she learned how to make a cappuccino through trial and error. I was so proud. Yeah, yeah. I was oh. so proud. Oh Hold yes. up, Mag is saying that even a security guard cried. Yeah, <laughs> when the the that man was a damn God, hero. That security guard was a goddamn yeah. hero. Oh, so good <laughs> with all the so security good. guys at Tsunami. I was like, yes. I, it was early on in the movie that I knew I was I was really gonna like this movie, and it's when he goes to get a cup of coffee and he wants a frappuccino, and she's like, I don't. I, you get a cup of coffee. What do you? There's think? a tank in the background that's got that just like, and then that, that yeah. you get the the slow turn to the angle, and it's yeah. just like, I'm sorry, you get coffee every day, and it's like. I, me I think pop- I'd like a cappuccino, and everyone in the place is like. <laughs> My favorite no. line: "It's the cop, Officer John." He's like, "I gotta shoot you." Uh, yeah, no, he's <laughs> no, like, no, somebody's about that. to get shot. No, not only that, there is a freaking tank. That's in what the, Brandon was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a tank, and the tank is just swiveling over. When I think I gotta shoot you. When 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 he um, when, when the 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 three Officer Johnny moments are Officer really Johnny! fun. So are really funny to me when he gets hit by the car. And he's just so like, good. Officer Johnny. Crack. <laughs> crack the yelling his F name. Up. I love it. Crack the f up at that one. So good. Um, so I really like that bit too. I thought that bit was great. Really love that scene. It does confuse me because the rest of the film, the world doesn't react to him going yeah, against code, true. and I'm like, how. Why was there a t- and like I thought the room was fine. The tank part is the part that throws me. I'm right. like it. It's almost like there's something built in to stop the AIs from doing that. Yeah, but that never comes up again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I don't care because the movie's too good yeah. and that scene was too enjoyable. So I don't right. really give a shit. But the logic doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's fair. Um, there's there's a lot of things in uh this this movie that. When I first saw the trailer, I was like, there's no way this film could be as inventive as it really should be for being in a video game. And yeah. quite honestly, I thought it was. It was. I yeah. thought they so nailed the world. Surprise, surprise. It, it blew my expectations out of the freaking water. This, this is something Ryan and I talked about where um, you can tell that this is written by people who know about video games. Right. Like, this is not just making up video game bullshit. Like, this is obeying, like, the rules and, and the jargon of how these video games are built. And it feels to what level natural. you can with a film. Yeah, and it But feels it is doing it right. 
Uh, I know Zach Penn was one of the writers. I think it was Zach Penn and one of the guys yeah. who wrote this. Zach movie. Penn's a yeah, he's a big old nerd. Oh yeah, um, he wrote like many it, Marvel movies. It never it never talks down to you, and it never oversimplifies or overcomplicates. Like it, it's exactly what it needs to be. Every line for like being because like if you don't play video games, you could still enjoy this movie 100. Yeah. It explains everything to you. There's there's things in this world that I really appreciate. Things in the background if you watch it. Um, obviously there's a lot of chaos happening, but there's like a car that's constantly changing its colors. Like the the user is, cha- is yep. changing the color of the car i really like that there's the guy, a, the guy running into the wall over the guy over running in the into back. the wall and then glitching mm-hmm. and yeah. then he glitches uh-huh. my favorite thing one of my favorite laughs in this movie is when is after guy like he's sad and out of nowhere he gets punched in the face now that's funny but then he runs around and punches the guy behind him in the <laughs> face and that's all blurred that was freaking hilarious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was in stitches yeah. uh a lot of lot of i think there's some pretty good cameos uh I I Channing am a, I am a Channing movie? Tatum super fan. So good. Uh, he drops out of the sky when he's dropping I out of the sky in the beginning. I knew he was going to be doing the Fortnite dances and yeah, stuff like it, that because yeah. I'm like, there's no way you get Channing Tatum who loves dancing. Oh, he and he's so not good. doing a bunch of dances. I, he's, he comes into the he comes into the screen and, he, and he's the first character we see. And I turn to Zara and I go, "Is that Channing Tatum?" Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Even I'm sitting there going, "That can't be Channing Tatum." And to be fair, I said it? that too. I was like, "That can't be." Until he took off his glasses. Yeah. Like, and then like, when we see him in the thing, he's like, and then it's it's Channing Tatum. It's like, oh Re- shit, Revengeman Button. That's the Every best name. I love time. that name. <laughs> Every time his mom comes into the room and he's just screaming as <laughs> Channing Tatum. Okay. Ben, like, remember we met that guy up. at Comic-Con? Well, yeah, we totally met that guy yeah. at Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you brought up you brought up the mom thing, so now I want to talk about it. Uh-oh. Um, this is one of my biggest problems with this film. Um, I, I think the mom thing is funny. Like, the idea of his character suddenly shouting at her. Yeah. Funny. I'm tired of, and have been for a long time, of the, like, punching down nerd joke where she, it's Tina Fey, by the way, and Tina Fey's like, you're 22 living in my house, there is no God, and I'm like, cool, that's, like, really not representative of our times or being socially consciously aware. It's also, it's also, cool, like, it's a, it's a narrative that really sucks that we're still doing it. I'm like, nerd culture has evolved at this point, and also, it's super white-based, it sucks that we're still doing that because the whole reason why that's even been steeped in our culture where it's like you as uh, as you know young people should be getting out of the house as quick as possible going getting a job establishing your own family my mother that's white culture based because non-white cultures aren't like that they yeah. have different they, family community they're uh, stronger together structures yeah. inside of America and so that's just per- pushing that agenda that thing has been there for a long time and free guys not guilty of pushing that agenda but I am tired of that narrative still lingering yeah. uh, I it, like every bit that is based around that it's not the only one that's like that there's also the line that like bothers me because it's not in Millie's character but she has the thing is where it the like virginity one? Yeah, it's yeah. the one where he says uh I'm a, she she says go out there and be a good guy and he's like no I'll be a great guy and she's like cool enjoy your lifetime supply of virginity and I'm like why are we still doing this guys oh see that one didn't bother me the one in the beginning when he ta- when he talks about when she says to the guy about like living in his mom's basement or yeah that, that one, one bothers bother me. that yeah. one bothers me too like yeah. it's I'm, I'm just we're past this like we're, we're we should be. This past movie this. wasn't punching down to anyone else, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh yeah, you still live with your mom. That sucks. Like for a game that's like so aware of like how video games work, the vast d- disparity of like people who play video games and things like that. Like it's it's wild to me that we're still doing those kind of bits. Mm-hmm. And for me, like I find them at this point like ju- they're just super degrading, and it's not even like oh I'm taking it personally or something like that. It's just why are we doing like. Th- <laughs> Who are we punching down for? Like, there are so many people in our country who can't afford to not live with their parents. And, like, the why should they be shamed for, like, 
taking 22 taking support from a system of family and love that they yes. want to like if you're living at home that's not something to be ashamed of also anymore. 22 is not old you're no, in college God, no. that was the other part how oh, many yeah. of you guys still lived at home when you were 22 oh, that's like, the youngest that's the youngest age i've heard for this kind yeah. of bit like when it's like in the 30s if 40s he's 30, I'm like, that's okay, a different story yeah. but this is 22 and i'm like that is not insane I, when i was 22 i was still in school yeah and i exactly. was still living with my parents when i was like 25 yeah anyway yeah. That's like my biggest problem with the film is I'm just I'm so tired of that. Yeah. And I thought those bits sucked. Yeah. I didn't think I needed them. Uh, I, I'm so done with that idea, especially like that toxic idea of like, oh, you shouldn't be living with your parents at 22. I'm like, are you crazy in this economy? I can't Get out of here. <laughs> well, also, even then, um, I mean, because he's saying like you don't you totally got to do a shout out to my streamers, my Twitch streamers. Like, Twitch streamers, they make some money. I mean, maybe not a whole lot of money, but some of them, they Make you're bank. right. You're right, though. You, and you're right. This, and if he's, this guy, he's and supposedly if, like a popular Twitch. Yeah, streamer. And if this guy is a popular Twitch streamer, which I'm going to other, we see other real life. Uh, and all of those streamers. other people who are on screen, they're all millionaires. Everybody. Yeah. So like the fact that this kid so is a streamer this, and he's so in this, his, like, yeah, because I because at because so after that, I mean, I laughed at the jokes with with the guy and the mom. Cause, but also, I'm like, eh, that, that is kind of a dick move. Cause Didn't even think about it. Sorry, I was just doing things. Sorry. Anyways, I was because I I mean those. The more you bring it up, it's like, oh, yeah, that is kind of because we should be past this. Again, like, I think the bit of his character in the game world breaking the dialogue moment yes. and shouting at the mom that, like, guy can't see, that part is funny. Mm -hmm. It's the context of the mom thing that I think is, like, gross, frankly. I think it's just yeah. gross. Like, we shouldn't be doing it anymore. Yeah. It's, and, it's stupid. And when his, with him saying, it's like, oh, you got to look at my followers, you got to do this, and he has this giant, this giant mansion, which I assume it's like, this guy has made a name for himself in the streaming circle. Yeah. He should definitely be a Twitch partner by this point. And Twitch part, I mean, I'm not a Twitch partner myself, he, but. He might not be making millions, but he'd be making enough to live on his own. Yes. Y yeah. You've got a fair point. Like, yeah. if I was a tw if I was 22 years old and I had that many followers on Twitch, oh, you bet your ass I'm you're, like. You're absolutely correct. While we're going, let's stick on the negative train because I don't have that many negatives. Um, I, I might be alone on this, but I, I, I didn't find Taka Waititi particularly funny. I thought most of his lines oh, were kind of awful. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I really liked him, yeah, actually. I thought he was trying way too hard, and, like, he's doing the Taika thing, but, like, I don't think they utilize him well enough. It's like, yo, what's up, boy, big sucker? Like, wow, yelling's funny. Yeah, I don't um, I don't sit in the same place as Ryan. I think that he is successfully insufferable. I feel that that's what he's supposed to do. No, I agree. That's why I'm saying no, but he's successfully insufferable. Like, successfully, yes, I didn't find him successful. Like, I know what they were doing, and for me, like, it... it, it graded um which is not something i find with taika waititi often but like he didn't write the script and usually when he writes himself he's funny yeah i i thought his his gangster boy like was just a little too much for me i i, I think he wasn't in the movie too much though yeah i agree with that but one of the things i actually do like about taika waititi is how he's essentially the embodiment of like ea and activision blizzard pre um um the sexual yeah. assault allegations i do well the reason why i make that comparison is because ea activision blizzard a bunch of big triple a companies um especially activision maybe not so much a blizzard's part is because his whole thing is about making money making sequels making just as much bang for your buck as mm -hmm. just like try raking in also, all the dough also being old and trying to be young yeah yeah that too so like when when you get keys and millie they're like hey our game would have sold he's like i ran the numbers the numbers say otherwise it's like you don't know that he's yeah. like oh well you just need to make money and i that's his like whole thing which is what ea has done obviously with um Star Wars Battlefront 2 with the loot box systems, Battlefront, or um, not Battlefront, a Activision with when they scoop up studios who make great games like Toys for Bob or um, other great studios It's like that made really good games. They get yeah. scooped up and like, you're on Call of Duty now. 
Yeah. It's like, but I, we want to do this. We made an amazing Crash Bandicoot game. Crash is back, y'all. It's like, Crash yeah, that's that's cool and all, but uh, COD makes us more money. Yeah, this is very much yeah a uh, very true to what's happening in the gaming industry nowadays. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I do like Tyka's character. Um, I like that he. Like he, he could have been like the big businessman and he also could have been really dumb, but he's not. He's actually smart and he is a like programmer and he like doesn't know what he's doing. He's just evil. So I like that it didn't make him incompetent. Uh he's just not as good as the other guys. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um I I one other like negative and it's a much smaller one is just um the character of Mouser. Not not overall, but um as far as so Mouser. Ut- Utkarsh and and Budkar. Uh he's the one also, like on Key's level, right. who's the working r- under Andrew. Oh, oh, the he's the, 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 he's the, the guy friend who, who he, he's the guy who wears the rabbit suit. Yes. Got so it, my yeah. only complaint about him is just like when it comes to the end, and he's like his turn turning, is so fast. His turn to Keys. Yeah. I don't think like his relationship with Keys is well set up in the earlier part of the film. Yes. It does feel like he's more in Antoine's pocket, and then he's like later at the end, like Keys is my boy, and I'm like, is he? Because like there's been plenty of signs up to this point that you're doing something shitty, and you've just gone along with it. Like <laughs> yeah. once Antoine hits the point where he's like boot all the players out and kill their accounts, that's the moment when he should stand up. But instead, yeah. he waits till the servers, and I'm like, I don't. He's necessarily more, by your on Key's side. Yeah, here. he's more yeah. negative with Keys than positive. Otherwise, I would have believed his turn. Yeah, but the yeah. turn is a little like, oh, this had we're, to happen. We're lacking mm-hmm. a scene where like he actually is Keys yeah. boy, like he says, and yeah. I'm like, th- it, again, really minor. Doesn't hurt the film really. Just kind of wish that that was a little more fleshed out more than anything, just so that that character was stronger. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't, I didn't hate him, but I did think his turn was like, oh, he has to be the good guy now. I, I mean, guess, yeah. I kind of saw it coming when he like he sees Keys walking out with all of his stuff, and then Taika and Taika Waititi's character Antoine is like, hey, I, yeah, I stole their build. And He's like, wait, you stole his right, stuff. but that's the end. But yeah, that, when they're right, walking that into the servers, that's not when he tells him boot out all the characters and kill uh-huh. them all. That's not when he asks. Is there something beyond the horizon? And he says, "Screw it, drop dude in. We got to get rid of him. Dude, Boot yeah. all the players out of the game. Like this is like there are so many signs before them where like if he is on key side already, then he should have been asking these questions sooner, done right. something. But they make him Antoine's bitch up to a point that's a little untenable for the character. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's again like minor, but it is something that I'm like ah, that kind of sucks. More yeah. more than anything, I I like the actor enough. I want that character to be better. Mm-hmm. I think that character is a little too too two dimensional. Yeah, yeah. I um, there's there's way more. I didn't realize this was a Disney movie. First of all, um, <laughs> I forgot there was so much like good referential stuff. Um, that didn't feel like it was too much or like out of place. Like like the the Avengers moment. Uh, I think it's it's a good moment. And I and I don't think it's like it's it's done too much, and especially it helps when you have the Chris Evans cameo. So um, the one of the the reason the references in this movie that I absolutely love are like the Mega Buster, the Portal Gun. They're subtle. They're not in your face like the Scorpion movie. Tank. Yeah, the Scorpion. They're not in your face. It's like, hey, if you know it, cool. But if you don't, don't worry about it. You're fine. Yeah. Like uh, the the psychics for the 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 she- the, Amer- the Avenger Shield, the Captain America Shield, and the lightsaber. Those were funny, over the top gags that I loved. I always, I just kind of looked at it like, you know, it's a, a like Fortnite gets all these licenses. Fortnite yeah. does it, yeah. yeah. So like, 100%. I just figured it was that. Yeah. Fortnite, Fort, Fortnite's one of them. Yeah, Fortnite's yeah. in the game. That's too. The, the unicorn. <laughs> I yeah. figured. Yeah, yeah. And Fortnite is very much like a very, very much a one for one of what they're. It's GTA uh, Fortnite. It's, it's GTA yeah. Fortnite. So they're hearkening to like the popularity of Fortnite and that kind of thing. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I do think like the licensing things feel in place. Yeah, they feel like they're just as present as like. Sonic in Wreck-It Ralph yeah. and things like that where I'm like that's appropriate and not like taking away from the story of the film not taking away from what we're doing um, 
So I, I, I did like those. Uh, I wish that they hadn't all been kind of ruined for me before I saw it, but it still okay. was cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, not all, but like I knew Chris Evans was in the movie. I didn't know the context, oh. but I did know before I saw it uh, I because <laughs> I that had that had gotten out. Um, I knew that the Mega Buster was in it, mm-hmm. and I knew I, I knew that the Fortnite hammer was somewhere in it. So I mm-hmm. I was looking for those things. I didn't know about the shield mm-hmm. moment, but um, some of these things I knew. And oh, this one. Um, I wish I hadn't seen whatever TV spot it was that ruined Dude for me. Oh, I didn't see Dude. Oh. That's not a TV spot, so, that, my friend. Whatever it That's is. That's the fourth trailer. So, okay, whatever. I didn't. I don't think. I don't think I because I purposely that was the last trailer, right? I mean, it could have been seen in theaters. I I no. I think I it was like a TV spot in front of YouTube or something mm-hmm. that that did it. But I did know about Dude. I wish I hadn't. I wish Dude had been a surprise. Actually, that's Dude the only. That's the only. I know we talked about it before. They didn't spoil the big moments in the trailers. I mostly. I mostly stand by that. But Dude is the only one that I wish wasn't spoiled by the trailers. Yeah, Dude was spoiled for me not because of a TV spot, but because Fortnite. Fortnite. Yep, <laughs> I logged into Fortnite uh-huh. and there was a Dude skin. I'm like, He's just like ah! why does this look like a, a scary, uh, jacked up Ryan Reynolds? Sure, this is scary. And then of course, once we get to the scene in the movie where Dude comes out, I'm like, I love Dude. Oh, He's evil Tally. God, <laughs> he is evil Tally. <laughs> also, another he th- catchphrase. He punches so hard, and yet his hands are so soft. Also, <laughs> Ryan, another thing that this movie kind of comments on of, of current video game developer culture when they release stuff that's completely buggy and unfinished. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like when dude's walking around, he's like, catchphrase. <laughs> there are three things I love in life. Kicking ass, TBD, third <laughs> thing here. God. That's... <laughs> See, like, they've announced... So they've announced um, that this is going to get a sequel. Dude is the guy that, like, I-, I thought he was perfect for this. This is the type of thing where I'm scared that, like, They'll put dude like, and he's like the second character in the movie or something, and like they'll just overuse him and kill him. Uh, and like he's I so hope perfect. Not. I hope he's like only in the beginning. And the I end. do too, because like that, that I could see how they could friendly ruin, gesture ruin that character, man. <laughs> oh god, when he just says friendly gesture, his face looks so weird. It's it, when he's a video game character, so yeah. I'm like, I, I don't feel care. like that's okay because you do. It's like it's scary. It's very uncanny valley sort yeah. of spiel, but at the same time, it's like this is a he's unpolished video game character. <laughs> yeah, he's not that done. just got dropped in. And even the the um the programmer was like, let's remember the, this moment before we all got fired, and yeah. then they pop him in. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah, uh, Mag also has a comment. He says rumor has it that Hemsworth was supposed to cameo. That's uh, <laughs> so as funny. Well. Um, so funny on Instagram t- post. So on Twitter, Ryan Reynolds posted all of the cameos, and I luckily I I stopped looking at the pictures when I realized what was happening. But on the thread, Chris Hemsworth posted, "Haha, thanks for including me, bro." So I thought Chris Hemsworth was in Ryan, the movie. Ryan Reynolds oh. also responded and said, "Chris Evans said you were busy bulking up or something." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. So well, uh, going back to the whole uh, Evans thing, I lost my shit. When uh, like when he says what, the, what shit? the shit, and my entire theater was in stitches. My my, I was so happy to see this opening night. I saw this on Thursday, Ooh. um, because I had a packed theater, and that was an experience I haven't had, uh, since pre-pandemic. Since, since pre-pandemic, uh, because Black Widow didn't even give me it. Like Alex Trebek shows up in this in this movie. Oh yeah, oh, and it's his last. Yeah. It's his last as Alex. Is that his last time? My, my theater, Trebek. my first theater, not the one I saw with Ryan, but like my first theater was a little more crowded than the one Ryan and I went yeah. to, and like uh, there weren't that many people, but you did hear the like. Aww. Yeah, uh, my whole, my whole theater almost. Like, I was in, I was close to the front, so I didn't see the whole thing. But like people would be like you know little 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 light claps being oh and you know uh, like a sad sigh like it was it was really Aww. sweet and then the every 
comedy moment landed harder because of the fact that it's a communal space. We're all kind of having this infectious laughter. Um, I always loved watching watching good comedy, specifically mm-hmm. in a crowded theater. Um, the Chris Evans moment uh, and the lightsaber moment. I you couldn't hear the dialogue. My theater was so loud <laughs> with laughter. That's I love that. Like the second the lightsaber turns on, the Star Wars music swells. It's just like well done. Because because I'm sitting there going, how the hell do they? Oh, that's right. 20th Century Studios is now owned by Disney. Yep, yep, they yep. can do that. I do wonder if it was reshot after the deal because I do know this film was in production when the deal was going through. Mm. I bet like they were considering it, and then it was it was like, hey, can we do it? And they're like. Yeah, we'll own it. Like, yeah. go ahead. Why not? <laughs> Probably. It's like, hey, can, can we please do this funny joke? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, Jodie Comer is fantastic in this. Um, I, I was accents. I was nervous that she wasn't going to have enough to do, and I thought she did great. Um, I think that they do a really great job with uh, her as Maltov and her as Millie. Mm-hmm. Um. I particularly think she really nails uh, the scene where she finds out that guy's an NPC. Um, the oh, the wave of the things button. that she goes through, and she's like, and I'm saying it out loud. Why is it so hot in here? And yeah. all the things that um, she's expressing, I think she's she's just killer. I I adore her. I think she's fantastic Sparks. in everything she does. Mm-hmm. Oh, he found the button. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I, I was honestly that's a bit I remembered from the trailer, and was I remembered it because that was the bit that told me. Up to that point, I thought she was only playing an NPC. Mm-hmm. I saw that bit in the trailer, and I'm like, okay, so she's a person. Um, because I recognize that that was the same person. Right, yeah. The trailer, uh, kind of, you're wondering, like, are these going to be two NPCs falling in love? Right. And so uh, and so I was re- happy to know that she would be playing both. And I was nervous about that joke not working, but it did work in context. I thought it was yeah. pretty good. And stuff I didn't like in the trailer, now that I have context, works for me better. Because, like, th- they showed yeah. the kiss in the trailer. And I was like, oh, man, they're like, I already know there's going to be show, like a... F- they show both kisses in the trailer. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be like a forest romance or whatever. But like th- in the moment, like God, the idea of, of like of her being the code needed to unlock his AI is like, oh, that's like genius. That is like genius. That's so good. Uh, I just I just wrote that. Wrote that. So, so, so there, I don't mind saying this now. Um, at the end, when he's saying goodbye to her, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, this is going to be the last time, whatever. Um, he talks about, he's like, I'm a love letter... Uh, yeah, uh, I'm in love with you, and maybe that's my program. But, but someone wrote someone that wrote that programming. I'm a love letter to you, and the author's out there. That's, and, uh, that's, yeah. that's my that? one of the best lines well, I've ever heard. Well, and what I loved about it is that it was such. This movie has really good payoff to its setups. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those is like you get the introduction of. Uh, they do this so well. We meet Keys, and then we move from Keys to a video from 2015, uh, and it's just a Gamescon video, so it gives you all the information naturally. Yep of an interview with him and then you see his partner Millie but you don't see her at first it's just good it's good storytelling and he says I view all messages as code uh, all forms of messages and so that's like him you are authoring these things and so that setup is paid off numbers, in that moment so lie. well because you heard everything that she needed to hear for that to land in that moment Yeah, you are on the journey and even then, like you can tell, because the interview asks is like, "So you two look closely," and then she's like, and then of course Millie is the first one to say, "Oh no, we're just like we're best friends, really good friends." And you can even see Keith is like, yeah. uh, like you can tell in his face that he's like, "Oh no," but he, you know what? He feels it's something there, but he can't do anything about it because a he's on camera, b he doesn't want to ruin this relationship. You know what? You don't get it until after, many many times after, because you don't quite catch that he his face does change until until you you kind of think back on it because it's not overt. So you. So the love story is always there through Guy, yes. but it's not overt 
until yes. it needs to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Uh, I I fully agree. And like I this this script is so smart. It's so impressively smart. Um, the way that they do uh, the part where she's being told by him that you can reawaken him, you can do the thing, and she stops the video. You hear her hit pause and it cuts it off, and I'm like, well, that was kind of rude and weird. Mm-hmm. And then she has to go back and listen to the rest of that video later to get oh. This is that's he was saying it. Yeah. He was saying it then, and he loves um, me. And you know what? I noticed the second time I watched that, in that, in that, the first time because we hear him say, and the first time we she's watching the video, we hear him say. So I based it off the person who was who was sitting next to me, who was doing, and she stops it there. Yep. That line is read differently the next time we see it to sound lovelorn, because that's in the moment where the movie is supposed to tell you now we're now she's cued in to the what she's been missing. Right. And I think that's really smart. It's it's so smart. Um, it's such an and because we're talking about how smart the script is. Blinds. One of my favorite things is the blinds. The blinds are yeah. so the good. The blinds are present, and I'm just like, oh, that's just like a weird thing he does, and then it keeps happening. And then the fact that it's the payoff of it is not just the fact that it reveals the answer of what they need, but that it's based in such good understanding of how video games work. Mm-hmm. That the reason he's seeing it is because he didn't scrub reflections. Yeah. In a game. Like I'm I'm like this is this is incredible. What yeah. an intelligent idea. Yeah. I love how when guy when you see the the clip of um Revengeman going into the level <laughs> and it's like what is this and then she sees it and of course everything gets this gets wiped and it's like you saw you said you saw it. I was like he's very oh. expressive with his body. <laughs> yeah. But and then when when guy is like oh yeah I've seen this part of, I've seen this I'm like I'm sitting there going we've never seen this in the entire movie. This is the first time we saw it how does guy see it and then it's revealed through the reflections like that's freaking genius you know the yeah. moment where they reboot free city i wasn't necessarily sad about guy i was sad about cappuccino lady Aww. i was like she tried so hard to make those cappuccinos she made a cappuccino <laughs> now, she, now that's erased and the girl who wrote the scathing yeah, indictment but she's, uh, she's doing new things yeah now she's doing new things <laughs> <laughs> we get a happy scathing ending indictment of, of mis- gender roles, gender gender roles. Yeah, yeah. like i was so proud of these two npcs yeah, yeah. Well, the guy guys. with the hands and he's like uh, nope, sorry. It's just too <laughs> it's such a, I can't do it. It feels too unnatural. So many good comedy bits. Such a such a well thought out script. Um, Ryan Reynolds, like I I kind of understand, especially like before the movie came out, there was a lot of like you know, oh cool, like we're doing a movie where the NPC who's the background guy is gonna become figure out that he can be the hero, and it's a white guy, and like uh, yeah. I get that. Um, I think the reason it should be Ryan Reynolds is because uh, he does earnestness so well. Um, he makes all of this so casually believable that all his experiences are his first experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't think a lot of actors can do it the way he does it. And he I sells think that's, it. Yeah. He sells it so well. Um, his, you know, his, every, he never, he never feels like it's not sincere. Every Hey, Hey Goldie in the morning. Like he must've done a thousand of those takes yeah. over the course of this movie. And every one of them like, yep. good morning, Goldie. Good Fucking more than Goldie. He's always bringing it. Yeah, he's he's got the energy for it. He handles the uh, the honesty of like this being his first experience with all of these things. The way he plays all these moments. Uh, I think the one that stands out is um, the turnaround, and he just turns around in a circle. He's like, okay, yeah. uh, <laughs> like he he lands all that so well. I'll, I'll go be a great guy. Like it's it. Ryan Reynolds is so capable of handling the comedy of it that this movie needed and the sincerity of it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, that's why I think like he's just, he's fantastic for the role. Uh, yeah. I think that one of the things that I really like about this, about this movie is how the video game is visualized from the outside. Yeah. Um, yes. I think that's really it because once we go outside, it looks like a video game. Um, we see 
but you can see how it becomes the the yeah. real life and when interpretation. We're, when we're in the game, one of my favorite little little, note, little touches is that when we're in the game, all the players wear sunglasses. Out of the game, they don't. Right, they're not wearing sunglasses. Yeah. And I think that's really that's a it's really something cool that only the NPCs see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool idea. I and agree. really inventive. They even say is like, oh, we can't. Those that's a sunglass person. We don't talk to the sunglass person. Right. Yeah. Classism, uh, baby. I love it because those are all because it's they're programmed to love the 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 heroes. Mm-hmm. The and characters. it's a it's a representation of their their HUD display. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The HUD. Yeah. Um, the heads up display. Yeah. Yeah. I I I thought that was really clever and 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 i think that all the the manipulations of like the world like when the the cops are the the two programmers are chasing after yeah guy and they ramp they make the no they make the um the building is morphing around them as they're they're running up the the thing to get them that's right i think that's all really cool uh the idea that the the train the murder train Uh yeah uh, that's all visualized really well um i was really worried about this movie Visually yeah. speaking, I'm also really glad that like it's not time loop based. Um, oh yeah, because Ryan was talking to me about this like while we were watching. He's like, "Is this is this like while we were in the middle of it?" He's like, "Is this a time loop movie?" And I'm like, "No, because like they die, but they're progressing. Like they're not forgetting the previous day's events. Yeah, so they're being res- it, they respond. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, they respond. And it's it's kind of like um like they just th- have routine. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is an open. This is like an open world Fortnite GTA style game. So when uh, after the clock passes midnight or a certain time, everything resets. So the the quest restarts, so that's why he, after he dies, he wakes up in his bed. He's like, hmm. There's so. a there's a really great subtle line that I didn't catch till the second time, which is when he's talking to Buddy earlier, and he's like, uh, "Do you remember that guy in the last robbery?" He's like, "The two o'clock or the four o'clock?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Dang, that's good. That's funny. That's like good, that they yeah. get robbed multiple times a day, and it's like, yeah, the two o'clock or the four o'clock robbery." There's there's, fu- there's this fun bit that I that I really enjoy when he's trying to level up in the montage, and he puts a guy. He t- he t- he t- the guy's on fire and he puts him out and then the it just turns around and the guy like hugs him and he and he runs off and he get, the guy gets shot yeah <laughs> yeah and then oh. and then and then teabag yeah. yeah and i think so, the, like all the players like all the players that we see are like the way they're holding guns one of the sorry, going back to like the world thing like how do people hold guns like they're walking like their their characters um in a, in, a, in a video game they're not walking like normal and then one of the touches that i really like i appreciate it is in the the way they change guns yes is really mm-hmm. well visualized they just Agreed. put it in the back and it just yeah. disappears yes it's um, very like Fortnite there's one where her knife turns into a pistol because mm-hmm. she switched she switched yes. weapons I thought that was all really cool yeah. yeah one of the things I also love is how especially like the bank robber scene when guy gets the sunglasses and it's it's revealed Sleeping. that the the player it are these two little girls yes I was gonna say the same I'm really glad that a lot of the players we see are like a mix of like Adults, but also kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's because you. I mean, it's like that you, man is in pieces. So sleepy. Yeah, and then it, like you get to the, the girls, like, what's with this NBC? And the other fr- and her friend is just like, who cares? Just ISIS mother, and it cuts off. Back yeah, it's like this movie has so many really good in jokes for gamers and or anyone who like knows a little bit about gaming cultures. Like that, they find that hilarious. And also, like, y- you also don't have to be a gamer to just appreciate yeah. slapstick comedy like that. Because, yeah. like, like, video game graphics and, like, physics, like, they just create silly situations. But when you do that in a movie, it's like, you don't have to be a gamer to appreciate just good mm-hmm. slaps of comedy. Right. Yeah. Oh, what freaking guy is jumping for their bike and ball? You hear, I came in like a wreck. Nope. Nope. I'm so glad that that song cut off because I was like, Me oh, too. no. I was, uh, I'm in the same boat <laughs> yeah, yeah. as you. Yeah. Um, I thought all the needle drops, honestly, yeah. were really fun. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the Wrecking Ball one. I probably wouldn't have liked it if it kept going, but since it only lasted that long, uh, I was into it. Yep. Uh, notably, I also wanted to make sure that I, like Jodie Comer, I also think does a great job of matching Ryan Reynolds' 
sincerity, the emotional beats between them, the chemistry works really well. Um, She's matching him on all those tones. Um, Like I'm thinking of the interaction when she says, maybe we can meet in like the real world. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, Also like another great example of Ryan Reynolds, like being so good at this is uh, when he like commits obscene violence and his reaction to it. Like, I believe it. Like when he breaks that guy's arm and he's like, Oh, Oh no. (laughs) I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. The 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 chaotic nature of like this being an o- always online game. They c- they could have been lazy and like not not had as much chaos always happening. But if they're if you're outside in this world, there is always shit happening in the background. Yeah. Like every yes. single scene has something happening. It's yes. like again, they they didn't have to go all out, uh, but they did. And the background's full of stuff like uh, the scorpion that we talked about uh from Halo. Oh, um, yeah. All good stuff. A yeah, dude just running into the wall. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, like video game shit. Yeah. The yeah. the car just changing colors. Yeah. Man, uh, I like think it's all really well this, visualized. This, despite being an original like IP, uh, this is one of the best video game movies ever it's made. It's one of the best movies about video games. Yeah. Uh, just like Wreck-It Ralph. I put yeah. it on that kind of level. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, uh, it, it's the type of thing, because like, for some reason, video games uh, like kind of still have like a stigma with a lot of people, and it's like... This is a good enough movie where, like, oh man, like video games can be fun, right? Like, look, guys, like they're not all like terrible. This could be fun, right? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of sincerity in this movie that that we've talked about that I I really resonate with. Um, there's, I think for me, all the comedy landed. I can't think of a joke that didn't land for me in the in this in this movie. Um, I think that's all. You want to say something, Spark? Uh, yeah. Um, Cool voice cameos from a couple of people. Uh, oh, yeah. John, John Krasinski is the guy in Shadow. The Rock. Uh, the Rock. The Rock is one of the robbers. Hugh He's Jackman. the robber who gets shot, and Hugh Jackman is the informant at the beginning. Yep. Uh, oh, I didn't catch that one. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Cool voice cameos for sure. Um, the last thing I really want to touch on, and I want to make a big point of it, is the music. Um, oh, yeah. Fantasy. So the music is really good. First off, there's the fantasy, yes, uh, which Rock is Mariah Carey. There's a cover. Uh, when he's running across the bridge That's at the like end, slow. that is Jodie Comer Woo. singing oh, wow. that, uh, awesome. which Beautiful I found voice. out this week because Ryan Reynolds posted about, which is awesome. Oh, um, I remember something because there, uh, Anton is, ta- is 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 destroying the service, and I was honestly very tense during that moment. Oh yeah, I think it's a really tense moment and it really works emotionally mm-hmm. because you're not sure you're you're kind of you're you're starting to get worried that he's not. You do make believe it. the stakes and yeah, pins yeah. and needles. About and it. Mm-hmm. watching all the other NPCs run away and them saving Officer Johnny from falling off. Uh, yes. All of that worked so well. Agreed, agreed. And buddy, and the buddy moment, and everything about it. Yes, I, c- I cried when love, w- love, buddy. When they embrace and like, I'm gonna come to you. I I'm want, <laughs> I want the sequel to be about buddy. I, I'll yeah, say yeah, that yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I want to talk about the music is the score is done by Christoph Beck. Um, yes, do you guys recognize the score? Ryan already knows the answer to this, so he can't answer. I recognize the score. I don't know for more. It's Paperman. Christoph Beck made the music for Paperman. He took the Paperman music and he restructured an entire score. By redoing Paperman all they did over a Jungle Cruise. Their love theme, Paperman. They did a Jungle and it Cruise. It is all over this movie. I love the Paperman, and I I really love the score. But I knew I've heard it before. Yeah. So, so I wasn't does sure where it so was. So Megan, you know Megan loves Paperman. Yeah. We have two pieces of art of Paperman upstairs in our bedroom. <laughs> we both uh, right. Yeah. No. <laughs> upstairs in our bedroom. Um, it's one of her favorite things in the world. So like, she was just like. The second time it happened, and it's like the first ones are subtle because it is all throughout this score. It is their love theme. That's where it's most majorly clear, but it is like intermixed in forever. Um, this this score is so trenched in Paper Man. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, but it's Christoph Beck, so it makes sense. And like most people aren't going to know or aren't going to remember. I really but Megan like was like, this is freaking Paper Man. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you're right. Wow. Nothing, nothing else matters. Wild. Uh, it made, made it really interesting for yeah. us, but we, I, we love it. I thought this – I, I – 
I really like the score. I still do. I don't. I don't. Oh know no, I do too. To like I don't that. think it's a problem that it's Paper Man. It's yeah. it's his work. Like yeah. he can do it again. Like and it's still about a love story. So that's why I think like it totally still works and everything for me. I, it's just yeah. so interesting. I remember that that's this what being, happened. I remember this being the best thing I've heard Christoph Beck do. Yeah, because yep. I, I, it I, sounds really good. I generally find him okay. I don't lo- like love his scores, but I love this. This is a good one. Yeah. yeah, I really like fantasy. I really like that song a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. A, I think it. I think it works emotionally in the movie too, because it's like a song that the, like the girl he likes sings. So like he puts that into the into the character. Right. I, lo- I love that It all that makes song. sense. It's a good song. It's That's a hot. New. It's a hot bop. Uh, I'm really. I really like Jodie Comer's cover too. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I. This movie really works for me. I yeah. love it. I'm. I'm so glad. That that it's made money and people have it, have come around to it because it's like man that marketing just didn't hit and I'm just glad a good movie is able to succeed past its marketing. And I, I'm glad that we were able that 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 Ben and I at least were able to convince you guys to go see it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad that Brandon you convinced me to go see it. I texted I texted Ben. I know I told the story last week, but I don't care. Uh, I texted Ben after I got out of the movie and I was like Ben. You need to go see this movie. I don't care what you think. Once word, Rotten Tomatoes. word of mouth had sold me enough, yeah. and Megan wanted to see it, so I knew I was going to end up seeing it one way yeah. or another. Yeah. Um, but I am glad that we got the chance to talk Once about it. it. Yeah, almost, uh, it almost hit 90% Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, oh, word? So right before you texted me that, Brandon, uh, Mag actually Instagram messaged me the uh, promo posters that were spoofs of famous video games. Oh, for sure. Oh, right, right, right. Like Mario 64, Doom, uh, Animal Crossing. It's like, all. I'm like, man, this is really good. And they are official. Yeah, they were yeah. officially made, and then when you told me, it's like, "Hey, you should really go see this movie." I'm like, "Okay." I t- it was I- the Mega Buster moment where I turned to Zara and I said, <laughs> "Of course it was." Ben. <laughs> of course I, it was, and because and I I knew specifically because you were the one. Uh, I know I know Ryan was was on the fence also, but you were the one who was like hardcore, like I don't want to see this. Yeah, I I that, those trailers. Whew, yeah. Um. Okay, so we rate. Right, rate guy. Uh, rate and final thoughts. Yeah. Uh, Ryan. Hmm. I'm gonna give it a nine. Cool. I think it's really good. Uh, blew my expectations out of the water. I just still like. Sometimes marketing can be bad, but I don't think this is the case for Venom too. I think that movie's just gonna be bad. <laughs> ben. Uh, nine point five. Yes. I am so glad that this movie that which was marketed to me as a Fortnite GTA or for, more of a Fortnite ripoff that was not gonna be good turned out to be easily in my top ten movies of this year. I absolutely love it. I'm probably going to buy the Blu-ray the second it comes out. Blue guy. And Blue shirt I guy. really wanted to see this movie again. Unfortunately, I have not time. I might go see it again because I had a blast at the theater with this. Sparks? Yeah, I feel like I'm living between 9 and 9.5, so I'll just say 9. Yeah, uh, I this movie, one of the things I love so much about about this type of film is how sincere they are. Um, they wear their heart in the sleeve. They're seriously hilarious watch Ted Lasso next that's super it's like it's positive I've heard heard it's great I've heard it's great Um, I I love I love this type of film Um, it's it's super earnest it's 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 got a great message it's it's uh, super funny Uh, I was in stitches I was crying I had an intense emotional reaction and and for all those reasons I'm also sitting between a 9.5 and a 9 I might I might I think I'm 9 I think I'm at a 9 do it yeah I think I'm at a 9 hell yeah baby All right. All right, shall we do a... Uh, I can't wait for Jodie Comer to get more major work. I She's going to be a franchise person so soon, I'm sure. Hell yeah. Get her in the X-Men. Book club. Book club. Book Sounds club. good. All right, it is the book club. We're here. Sparks, it was your pick this week. Take it, it was. away. We are doing... They call this Enemy. Uh, it's by... 
George Takei with uh, help from Justin Isinger and Stephen Scott for writing it and art by Harmony Becker. Um, this is uh, mostly focused on uh, his family's time in the concentration camp with like other context pieces, both for the time period and then like for later, more modern things uh, supplied around, but it's mostly about that. Um, and this is uh, based off his personal experiences and then the, the things that were happening in history. Autobiographical comic uh, book, baby. And um, mm-hmm. I've been wanting to touch this one for a while. Uh, I really, really liked it. And um, I'm glad that I read it. And I, I'm i really, really disappointed in our country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this oh, sh- this book. Always. Uh, I always love when you pick pick books like this that are not just you know comic but also like like real fiction um non-fiction excuse me um so like yeah like this was very educational like obviously i knew about the internment camps but like i didn't know the the extent like what happened like i i didn't know like like not that they were treated well but like you know like there were signs where like you know they, they had some nice people there and i'm like i always i i had a vision in my brain of what they went through and it's not at all what i thought it was and it's not not saying that it was good or, or good or anything but like it's so interesting to see like again how shitty our country is and how they just move thousands of people to the middle of our country just because of who, what type of person they were and like god man god it sucks it's this is a true story man so i have a few things to say about this book they're, uh, they're, they're yeah. good things i mean i'm not criticizing the book because the book is a, a fantastic this is definitely another book where i want to say kind of like with march back there yep. this should be taught in schools oh yeah um i remember when i was in middle when, when i was in high school and for some reason i don't know how i got in this conversation but they asked my friends asked me who my f- favorite president was and i said franklin De- fdr Mm. Reason being is because he got us out of depression and he helped us win World War II. Slept with his cousins. Mm, juicy. I saw that movie with Bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> After reading this, that's not the case anymore. Because um, I also, like going through school, I also knew about the, the Japanese internment camps, but of course, the way the history, I feel this is, I might, my, I might be misremembering, but the way it was taught to me was like, yes, it was a bad thing, but at the time, it made sense. And going that, looking back on that's now, how they teach you. Yeah, that's yeah. how they taught me. So reading this now is like, no, they shouldn't have never done that at all. If they were American-born citizens in these camps, and they were, bl- and even just reading what uh, former senators have said, like saying, um, excuse this, I'm just quoting the book here. It's like when senators said, "A Jap is a Jap," they can't assimilate. It's like they're American-born citizens here. That's Sin- that's the worst one. And uh, even yeah. like seeing, it's a quick like two panel thing. Seeing after the war started, you see Japanese American citizens going to the the army office saying, "I want to fight for the United States. This is wrong. Yeah. We have to. We I want to fight for our country." And then being shunned away just because they're Japanese. It's like, this is disgusting. Yeah, yeah. agree. And I also agree. I I am very disappointed in how our country handled handled that. And we get the flashback or the fast the um fast forward. To when uh, former president that guy, our last president, um, did the ban on Muslim immigration, mm-hmm. which it's in the, of course and it's the detaining of kids and the, the detaining border. of kids. I didn't border. realize this book was this a recent of a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah. I mean, uh, as as reading uh, reading what's going on, I'm glad that uh, George Takei and his family. What I can see is like they did. It wasn't. Super bad, like seeing his dad become the block manager and hit and seeing and watching his dad, um, like grow the community and like, hey, we're a community, let's get together. It's like, okay, I mean, it still sucks, but at least it wasn't horrible. Well, the it does was, that does that make sense no, I, at I, all? I, I, it's not. I, it I wasn't know, great. I know what yeah. you, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like they're they're and like George Takei, I think does a great job of being very honest about like you know it's really hard to separate childhood nostalgia memories. Yeah, because he doesn't know what's that, happening. That 
didn't have context and therefore were pleasant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you and he tries to voice that very well, I think, in the book where he's like, you know, no matter how much I understand now what was happening, I can't make those memories not be pleasant yeah. for yeah. what they be- were in the moment. Because his parents fought so hard to make his life. To make his, it that way, yeah. yeah. Brandon? Uh, yeah, I wanted to highlight a line uh, towards the end of the book that really resonated with me. Um, I had to learn about the internment from my father during our after-dinner conversations that remains part of the problem. We don't know the unpleasant aspects of American history, and therefore we don't learn the lesson those chapters have to teach us, so we repeat them over and over again. Word, word, word. That really drove home uh, kind of the issue that I think George Takei was trying to bring up with this book, uh, talking about this event in general, which is that the government uh, and the, the American society just wants to brush this under the rug. This never happened. Yeah. Don't worry about it. A lot of things in like that in America. It's, it's, very, it's very tough. Uh, you know, we are still trying very hard to break the concept of we were infallible heroes during World War II, mm-hmm. um, which is just so not the truth. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, th- the thing that's wild to me, and it's just like, uh, obviously, like, I feel, like, terrible for everything that this country's done, man. Like, like if you're, you're, you live in America, you're Japanese and in the 40s, right? You get taken to an internment camp. Let's say you want to go fight the people. You want to fight Japan. You can't. They won't let you fight Japan. Then there's a point where they're gonna send you back to Japan because they don't care. They just think you're you're. What's the word like? Um, like foreign alien or something. Uh, uh, um, enemy alien. Enemy, enemy alien. alien. So then they're gonna send you to the place that they just bombed, and it's just like they, it's like. Just the choices they were making, like they just they didn't care. Well, they, had to, they, were just they, cl- they weren't going to send them. They they bombed them after they were going to send them. Uh, that's what uh, that's what stopped uh, his mom initially from yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But one of the things that that I found ridiculous uh, is that we gave them pieces of paper to answer these questions. To be so like, the the concept of the queen, the, con- the, the, emperor. The, the the emperor, the concept of the no nos, the no nos. Yeah. Uh, so like I, that's why I was going to say is like I've been aware of the internment camps. Like I've read about them. I knew about them. I didn't agree with. Like I've been disappointed that that's something we did. Um, I also understand the context of like you know uh, this this really sucks and it's a part of like racism against uh asian americans that has gone on for today uh in our country and i like this story isn't even touching on like all the non-japanese asian americans who definitely suffered at the hands of this as well just because they were lumped into being the same thing without any like paperwork looked at um uh, not necessarily that they got taken to concentration camps but they suffered from some of these same things and like it is so sucky to also learn about like the concept of the no-nos the no-nos is just jesus um but then also like the the part like the concentration camps suck but the part that really like grossed me out about our country is that um all japanese americans bank accounts and financial assets were frozen frozen right after pearl harbor yeah uh that's insane and the way that like their lives were just like drained away from them that they had to like do evacuation sales and they had to abandon all of their belongings and their livelihood yeah for half the price of what they were worth yeah uh because that's what was being forced on them that's the part that like guts me um that it's not just the the camps but the way that they were just like had everything they worked for taken away from them uh, over this is just so insane um and like i understand the context like we've lived through 9-11 i understand the context of feeling upset that a part of your country was attacked and people who you are are part of your nationality were killed um yeah. during a war especially but like uh like it doesn't justify this 
aggressive uh, attack. And obviously it was a different time, but still, like, it's just so awful. <laughs> the inter- the realization of how we tore these people down yeah. uh, out of, like, an aggression and an embedded racism that was already there. And just this, this just gave an excuse. The... Um there's there's one part of the book that I that I really loved. It was um, uh, there's the there's like the farmer guy who comes and visits them and brings them books. Yes, and like he gets shot at. He by, gets shot at. He gets yeah, shot at, and then he still comes back a week later to, to give them supplies because oh he amazing. knows what they're going through. And I'm like, man, that's the type of like, in, in all this horror, there's still humanity being being held. And I'm just like, it's that's that's a beautiful little moment and like this the sadness. And I'm like, what a what it it's so crazy to li- if you if you're if you live in the 20th century and you're alive now yeah. you have experienced the uh, the, the world's uh, the world's wars ones and twos like the world's well, changed and like man and like the the con- the thing that um Takei, uh illustrates of when the war was coming to its end and they were saying like you know you could go back to Japan or you can be here yeah. uh but you know the the camp's coming down and like they created the idea that like outside of the camp you're not safe yeah in America, like you're no longer welcome. Mm-hmm. That's that's where we're at now, and like you have nothing else to base that on to know, um, and also the way that like the bombs affected them yeah. still within the camps, and like what they heard about it, and like like thinking that was a lie at first, and then they got oh god, they got a letter from their aunt saying that that she was okay, but then they got a letter a week later saying that some people died. So it was the grandparents who were okay, yeah. and then the aunt and the cousin who had. Uh, uh, jumped into the river because they were on fire um, and and yeah. died. Uh, yeah. I just thought that was all, like insane because like he didn't want to tell them good news and bad news in one one day. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, people were scared because um, George's mom had her grand her parents living here in Hiroshima. So when, of course when the bomb drops, they're like oh crap and they don't know. They get the letter. Grandparents are okay, but of course sadly the the aunt and the cousin dies. Yeah, and and how lucky they were with that lawyer who wanted to champion their case to oh keep his Lord, mom there yeah. because she had not trusted that like they would be mm-hmm. safe, so she was going to be end up having to go back to Japan. Yeah. Like nine hundred and thirty three cases he took on or something. And she yeah. well, and the crazy thing is, is that she was a natural born American citizen. That's the worst. That's born the worst, in man. Sacramento. Yeah. And I briefly talked about this a few weeks ago when I was doing my Godzilla paper for school, but like. Um, Japan's was in a bad place for the next few years because we were doing American occupation, which is also something we don't talk about or teach a lot in school. But like, so like even over there, things were, things were going to be shitty. They were going to be shitty just like this, uh, in a similar vein. Yeah. Um, man, but I'm glad that he gets to tell this story and I'm glad it gets to come from this perspective. I really liked the, uh, the ending of the book, uh, because, I had no idea. I love George Takei. I think, she, I think he's a he's a wonderful human being and a great actor. Oh my! Um, and and I, an amazing activist. And, and I didn't know that his career was predominantly fueled by a need to shine a light on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, he could be lying about it. Uh, yeah. To be fair, but I really appreciate that perspective, and it gives me even more. Uh, appreciation of of him as an actor uh, and an activist uh the idea of going into star trek and he is the only uh he is the only other cast member besides spock who continues on from the original pilot into the second pilot and into the series um because everyone else he got to meet nichelle nichols he got to meet nichelle nichols Mm -hmm. before they before they were on that must have been a trip yeah (laughs) yeah um i think that was i i really uh, him talking about like i i did these plays and like Star Trek. I need to have Star Trek. I well, need to have this show. And I and I think like y- there's other people who have said these things about Gene Roddenberry, but just like oh, you how, mean Gene Rosenberry? Uh, <laughs> uh, but how how 
much he cared about this and how approachable he was and how much he was like like George Takei talking about how aware in a way that other people in Hollywood hadn't been about making sure he pronounced his name right and things like that. Like right. just, you know, what what good fortune and awesomeness it was that he got to be the person he was and, and like representing the communities that he does, which is also like the homosexual community. And on top of that, uh, the Japanese American community that was affected by these internment camps and things like that and get to work with Gene who wants to spotlight him, make him this main character who's a change, a sea change for how uh, Asians are portrayed here in American media. Yep. That's that's awesome. He's proud and he's proud of Sulu, as he should be. Sulu's a uh, absolutely. Oh, like oh, even yes. even with my like minor familiarity with like having actually watched Star Trek, I'm aware of like how important it is that they he, even what he, he becomes a captain. Yeah, they even Excelsior. go into the book like you know I got to be like like an admiral and even a captain. I'm like that's awesome, good for you, bro. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, because he, he was like yeah, I did I did three seasons of TV and then I did five movies where I was a lieutenant commander and then I was a captain on the sixth and yep. like I'm proud of that. And I'm like you yeah. that's awesome. You should be one of the things I also want to talk about. Um, one of the scenes of the book, it's close to the end. It's when um he's doing a campaign office for this guy who's running for president. I can't remember um Aldi or Aldi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Um, and then, of course, the murmurs around the office say that she's coming, she's coming, and she being um, Eleanor. Um, Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, this is um, oh, FDR's oh, wife. Oh, wow, yeah. What a scene. So, of course, I'm thinking, now my brain is going, this is the, the wife. Like, uh, like when she goes, she shakes George's hand, and he's like, and he's starstruck. And then when it's revealed that why his dad left, and it's like, yeah, he left because her husband imprisoned him and his family just for being who they were. Yeah. I think... A, that's an incredible part but like I also think that George Takei does a great job of being very aware of like mm -hmm. I would live through it but I didn't live through it the way my dad did yeah and I didn't live through it the way my mom did it's, and I and like being aware of that and recognizing which that, is like, a very true thing because as I read in the book like he like when they do when he does the uh, Sakana Beach thing yes. to the guards it sounds like son of a bitch no it doesn't yeah that it I, doesn't. I, I mean I'm like huh <laughs> I mean, back, probably back to the 1940s for uh, white army men who don't speak a lick of Japanese. It kind of sounds Sakana like... Sakana Beach. Well, you yeah. had to say it fast. Yeah. That was the whole Sakana. point. Sakana. Sakana Beach. Sakana Beach. It's the, it's the, <laughs> K, it's the <laughs> K that that, that that throws it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, either way, just like... Because he's a kid and he, he he's a young... He's pre-elementary um, school when mm -hmm. this is going on. Little baby. So he... So him going around the he thinks the sleeping in a horse stall is a fun adventure. Yeah, when, when in reality it's when like reality it's like you're yeah. sleeping where the horses are, yeah, and yeah. it still smells of manure. There this is, is disgusting. There's one thing I really appreciate. I, I liken this book a lot to Mouse. Um, I oh yeah, definitely. I I know there's like other books that do this, but like Mouse is I think incredible, and I think this the closest thing that this book has to a parallel is Mouse. Um, but I I appreciate seeing this perspective because as you know we know um we, we basically know how horrible the internment camps over were are in germany they're awful things um it's very easy to think very similarly about the internment camps in uh america. in america um but our history wants us to see them as like the good stuff as like oh it was fine we relocated them I, like but like what i think is really nice about this book is that it it sh it humanizes every single person in the book by saying this was just life. Yeah. The life it ju life just happened here, and it was good and it was bad. Yeah. Right. And for the kids, sometimes they have rosy memories, and for the adults, they don't. Yeah. 
uh, you you bring up a good point where like it's very easy and it's it's I think it very much is what comes up whenever we talk about the Japanese internment camps in general or at least when we were growing up is that it's compared to the internment camps that were going on in Germany and being like yeah okay but I mean like we weren't doing that mm-hmm. like we didn't have the chambers we weren't we, killing we, them. we weren't killing I mean, them we weren't torturing them that's not what we were doing we were just containing them yeah. and like by those standards you're meant to go well that's true oh, it's I not guess. so bad uh, that's essentially that's what was taught to me in school it's like yeah. because I I. I remember back when I was learning about this in history class, I was like, yeah, but why did we do this? Because it's like, this is just what Hitler was doing with the Jews. He's like, I was like, yeah, but our camps were made to just like to hold them. They, we weren't killing them. I was like, that's still messed up. It was for their safety. It was the argument towards the end. Yeah. 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 Dumb. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Uh, yeah, I just, I think this is well worth a read. I think that, um, they put together something that's, that's very effective. I think it, mm-hmm. it, it translate a lot, translate a lot of, um, emotion and perspective from that time period and yeah. what was going on in a way that like, I think everyone can appreciate and, and should know. And I think that he does an excellent job of like recognizing that like, this is, this is my slice and it's not yeah. the whole pie. Like I can only give you my slice and I'm doing my best to give you everything I can from that. But there's, I can never give you everything of like what everyone was experiencing there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, again, I love, I love the comic book medium because this allows to tell a actual narrative story while also being educational, while also being you know fiction and nonfiction at the same time. Like, I'm sure not every single thing that's explained in here is a hundred percent true. I don't have a good memory of being four years old, but like, I maybe George is a super genius. I think the art um, is really good. The art's great. I, I, oh, I, it's I, gorgeous. I recognize the characters very well. Well, the fact that yeah. he he also makes it very clear that a lot of what he's talking about is things that he got secondhand from his dad. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and that that's also the comparison that I make to Mouse is that it's a very similar story structure. For sure. Um okay. Anything else? Uh, no. Um, I'm I'm I glad I'm glad you picked it. I I I love learning. Yeah. Uh Ben, it's your book club next week. Yeah, I don't know what it is, sorry. Uh, okay. Uh so stay tuned for that. All right. Uh next week we're gonna be talking about Candyman. Oh <gasps> Candyman. Uh the new Candyman? We don't have a mirror. I'm not gonna finish it. Good, thank you. Make this a mirror. Um, yeah, we're gonna be talking about the new, uh, the new film. Um, no, I'm scared <laughs> to say it. Um, so yeah, so stay tuned for that, and then the week after that will be Shang Chi. So <gasps> cool stuff. I'm ready. Um, all right, guys. Thank we're you. We're at another MCU movie already. <laughs> thank you for for watching, listening, whatever, um, what have you. Thank um, you. If you like this video, subscribe to this channel. Like this. Yeah, subscribe to this channel, like this video, check out our other things on this channel. Um, on the audio side of things, we have on this network. On the audio side of things, we have conversation, um, which is uh, my solo show where I talk to other podcasters. Uh, new episode this week. I promise I'll get Ben's episode out. Um, uh, and and honestly, uh, I I just needed the break, and now I don't need it, so I'm good. All right, Matt Damon. Um, I'm the one who's getting Matt Damon over here. Jimmy Kimmel. And of course, you can check out the other shows on this YouTube channel. Um, for example, we have Fake Friends Watch. We just all right, we, are, we have just started What If. Uh, what if? That episode is linked below. Um, and we're doing Star Trek Lower Decks as well. Uh, I'm doing that with Downright Nerdy and uh, ju- uh, Just a Little Podcast. Um, very excited about that one. Um, there's going to be a What If special coming this week, so stay tuned for that. We, ta- we talked to our good friend Mike Tola. Well, a Fake Nerds Watch special. Fake Nerds Watch special. Thank An you. MCU in review special. Disney Plus MCU review special. Um, we also have Basement Arcade. We're recording new stuff for Basement Arcade um, as we speak. Uh, we are. It's happening right now. Multiple we're coals in that fire. We're doing it. We're doing it under the table. 
That's why you hear I'm so doing much. So I'm doing something on the table. Ooh. Oh. Uh, based on my kid, pause menu. A new episode uh, is up now, Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cindy Jacks. Yep, episode of Cindy Jacks. My latest episode with Howard Scott Warshaw is coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the Fake Nerd Book Club. Um, TBD, when that's coming back, we're working on it. Um, and then Animation Station. New episode of the Animation Station we're talking about. Sparks and I are uh, probably going to do Adventure Time soon. Um, yes. And, of course, there's... Uh, the Transformers War for Cybertron Kingdom War, where, and uh, really the whole trilogy, really the whole trilogy. Yeah, uh, where where I say that, you know, Optimus Prime from the show is is worse than Optimus Prime from the Transformers movies. And I say that the best Megatron is a complex Megatron. Yep. And Mag says, uh, "Take care, everybody. <laughs> Catch you later, and stay safe." Thanks, Mag. You the Thank best. You, Mag. You're always sweet. Um, of course, guys, hey, there's still a pandemic going on, um, so check out some of our masks. You can check out our picked our podcast masks. Get vaccinated. These, these exclusive masks, uh, you can get them um, by clicking the link below. Of course, we have a Patreon. We have our Public still. Um, our Patreon still has the T-shirt. Uh, don't be a dick. I'm going to start posting about that again. Well, uh, that month's almost over. Well, it's a three-month thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so in o- October. Yeah, September. That's right. Uh, we can still got September. October is when it goes remember? away. Yeah, so uh, uh, guys, it's it's going away. I'm sorry for the delay on the shirts. Uh, my family, who is my inside baseball, one of my family members is doing the shirts for us. Um, they are uh, my family's going through a rough time right now. Um, I will get the shirts out soon. I hope. Um, and of course, T Public. Uh, you can check out other shirts if you don't want to wait for me shipping out shirts. <laughs> um, you can order them from T Public. Um, you can check out all of our cool logo designs, uh, Mike Patola's designs. Um, I'd rather be a fake nerd than a true fan. A true fan. Of course, we have masks up there too if you want to do that. Um, and of course, you can find all these on our website at fakenerdpodcast.com where you can find all these links as well as down below. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who watches the live stream. Thank you to everyone who watches the live, uh, the, 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 the replay? Replay. Thank you. I know it started with Brie. <laughs> Thank you to Jeremy Bellucci for our themes that you heard tonight and throughout all, throughout all of our shows. Um, he does all those. So you can find him at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. And you can find his podcast, Suburban, Pro- Suburban Proctologist, on, I- on iTunes, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist. Official and Instagram at Subproc Podcast. And you can find Mike Matola, like, like we said, New episode of Mike Patola soon. We're very, we're all very excited. Um, on Instagram and TikTok, I hear it too. Are we dying? That's kids doing donuts in our the high school parking lot across mm. the street. They love doing donuts in their mom's cars. I'm sure the mic's gonna pick it up, but it sounded like a ghostly Spray. whale. Yeah, I was like, at first I thought it was police sirens. So did I. <laughs> we, I, I thought I went to ghostly whale and we were all gonna die. <laughs> oh no! Um, you can find him on 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 Twitter and TikTok at Mike Patola. <laughs> He's Instagram and TikTok, not on Twitter. He's off of Twitter, yeah. but join the talk. Yeah, he made that. He made that logo right there. There you go. That yeah, one. He did. There, there we go. go. There we go. That's right. It's can, really hard to, to try to do. You that. can find us Cameras. on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast, FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ryan. You can find me at DJ Tony Snark everywhere. Ben. You can find me trying to not scream in pain because the cat that's on my lap is digging its claws into my leg yes. at BenMagna27 on Instagram and Twitter. Also, I write for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. So if you love retro video games like I do, go ahead, go there and read a bunch of my articles because I have a crap ton of them up there. Oh, yeah. Should I have like the Kaiju Ramen article? On the bu- oh, whatever, it's too late. Sparks? Yes, you should have. <laughs> um, you can find me eagerly anticipating the Chainsaw Man anime at SparksWitty on Instagram and Twitter. S P A R K Z. Witty. 
Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcasts, and Pandora. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. And until next time, you see us, guys. Catchphrase. Gone, but I won't. It's a good song. <laughs>